Hey, let's start the show again. It's September 1st, 2011. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Still makes me smile. I'm gonna do the Stormtrooper helmets. Smith, joining me today, Norman Chan. You're wearing a shirt and a tie, Norm. What's going on? I am. I didn't even realize it's going to be streamed live, but it was fortuitous. I worked just, out. I, yeah, it worked out. It's Thursday wear. Gary, you, you often wear a, a tie, though. So you know, I, I before I left the house today, I just put on the shirt and I said, "It needs a tie." Vertical stripes, though. You're not allowed to wear vertical stripes on camera. I, I'm not on camera right now. Oh wait, no, a camera would not love that. Yeah, it makes me look thinner. It makes Even you look vibrating. Thinner. Gary, what are you, you're wearing a uh, Calvin Klein-inspired Star Wars shirt. Rebel I wear. It I don't appears. have a lot of Star Wars. I think, actually, this may be the only Star Wars shirt I own. I have um, a T-shirt that says, uh, everything I needed to know I learned from Star Wars. Is oh, you know, I have a Yoda T-shirt it's as well. stuff like, don't nail your sister. Yeah. And I have one that <laughs> says... kissing, it's okay. Kissing school. I have one that says, Joss Whedon is my master now. That's kind of uh, a mashup T-shirt. That's a Star Wars shirt, yeah. yeah. Oh, that one, they, I think they, um, they, they killed. Did they? Yeah, it was, oh, like, it's good it was not an official it. shirt. Oh, it got it got Lucas filmed. Yeah. So uh, why probably did, why did we display? Well, first off, this is the first project. We're not going to talk about this time. We're not watching the chat. We have a no chat watching. We're going to do this as if no one's in the room, except for Whiskey Media. You don't because like, as we learned from last week at PAX, we don't yeah. want to be aware of the audience. Right, no, it just makes you self conscious. It was intense. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to. I had so many dick jokes that I didn't run because there was a room <laughs> oh, full of people there. Did you, did you edit that podcast down? The not PAX? at all. Okay. Uh, we didn't talk about the PAX cast. I didn't take out your shame, if that's what you're we'll asking. Get to, I'm sure we'll, we'll do, we'll, a, PAX, we'll, we'll do a, PAX a PAX cast recap. Yeah. That's half the show, I'd say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you're a premium member, we record live. We'll start tweeting about it earlier in the week uh, to let you know when this is. But this is a subscriber benefit. So if you're paying us money in exchange for content and entertainment. So subscribers can, can not only hear us live. They can see us right now. They can see us mm. on in the internet. that camera right that there. You're yes. looking at them right now. It's a camera on one of those gorilla pods. Yeah, yes. it's a gorilla pod over the on back a chair. of a chair. Yes. It's a Vinny yeah. Caravella special. We're painting the word yeah. picture of the camera. Yeah, That's so so the people in the car. Shooting video of us. Yeah, don't don't watch this while you're in the car. Is what that, I would that would be say. bad. It would be amazing if you could. You can. You can watch Justin on your yeah, phone. Yeah, Totally. So, uh, so yeah, the Star Wars shirt. We we, we listened to the Yub Nub, which I believe is called Ewok Celebration. Yes. is the official title. That's right. Uh, we listened to that because the you're boycotting the Blu-rays, and you you not only that song is no longer there, right? That's correct. It's been retconned. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the many things that's been removed, mm. destroyed. It's funny because when I, as an older Star Wars fan, when I watched the DVD, when I watched the re-releases, the Yub Nub song was kind of part of the problem uh, with you know the, with the movies. Like that was well, to me the Yub Nub was a hint of the horrors to come. 
No, there's um, there, there was an age of there's a generation of Star Wars fans I think growing up me, like older than me who thought the Yub Nub was too cheesy, too corny. The, the I always, in general too. Corny. You know, it's some people preferred the Yub Nub, some people prefer the 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 music that was placed over it. Um, you know, the 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 real issue that I have is that. Why can't both of those people be served that's, equally? That's my feeling as all well. All Lucas had to do to avoid all of this nerd rage that's going on is simply put the original theatrical versions well, on the discs as well. But he won't do that. You know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is in another five or ten years, he's going to have another messy divorce and have, lose all of his money again. And, need and a, do the need same thing he did in the yeah, mid-90s. And re-release the originals on Super Duper. Right, he'll get Leonard Maltin and do the interview beforehand yeah. like on the VHS and – it's it's the crassest cash grab of I mean, at least with the T2s, when since there's 45 editions of Terminator 2 on DVD, yeah. you knew that there was always going to be another another version of T2. Right. And but, at least the ultimate one has both versions. And look, yeah. I mean, I mean Blade Runner is how you do it. There's like five yeah. different versions of the movies on those In discs. In one briefcase. Yeah. You can go watch the original yeah. theatrical release. Oh, they have the one with the voiceover now? Oh, yeah. It's on there. Oh, I didn't know. I, mean, the I mean, there's even a work print that was yeah. never released. Huh. I never saw the one with the voiceover, but I've heard a lot about it over the it's years. A, it's actually – it's kind of cool. It's interesting to see it, but it's better without it, I think, ultimately. And the, again, the, tr- the beauty of it is you can watch whichever version you prefer. James Cameron – uh, you know, officially says the director's cut with the ad- of, of aliens with the additional yeah. scenes. That's the version that I think is the way it's intended to be seen. But he also provides the original theatrical he version. He likes auto turrets for people that prefer that. So, uh, so yeah, we've talked about this a bunch. You have boycotted uh, the Blu-ray. You you posted a rousing thing on your Blogspot blog that actually convinced me to do it too. And I went to Amazon, and when it said, "What is your reason for canceling this order?" I said. George Lucas can eat my balls. I'm very. I want to say I'm very proud of both you and Norm. It for was canceling, hard canceling yeah. your pre-orders, and I, I'm, well, I'm glad. I, once I, I realized it was ninety dollars too, like I forgot how much it was. Like I, I you just, I, 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 I don't believe I, that vandalism should be rewarded, well, and that's what this is. It's vandalism. I, I pre-ordered that when we were at CES, and we were both flushed with blackjack money. Yeah. Uh, so ninety bucks didn't seem like a lot. <laughs> well, a lot. You know what's happened is a lot of people that pre-ordered with it blackjack money. Yeah, I made twenty five dollars. <laughs> a lot of people that pre-ordered it. Yeah. Uh, pre-ordered it way back when and it's only very recently in the last week or so that the full extent of the latest changes that he's made because he's made more changes they, this they time they added a Vader scream they've added the they've, episode, add, they, they've, they've, they've made Obi-Wan Kenobi scream like a girl they've right. added Vader Reaver. going no when he picks up the Emperor and tosses him down the shaft oh, at the end of Turn of the Jedi shouldn't he scream yes when he does that they've made they've made the Ewoks blink with CGI really uh, oh yeah they have eyelids now they, they added Sebulba to Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi oh my god uh, walking Hold around on. in bad is Sebulba seat. the racist uh, yeah, the he pod, is, no he's he, the pod racer oh the pod guy. racer okay um Wait, so look, he's the racist guy right I know no, no. that that's Watto okay. that's Watto he was okay, Italian okay, okay. or well, something something <laughs> I know that a lot of people find this amusing, the whole idea of nerd rage, but I am fucking furious about this about this but, release. So here, you, let me tell you where I'm at, and we'll talk about tech here in a minute. But this is tech. This is tech. This uh, basically, I don't care at this point. I have moved beyond caring about Star Wars. I can't imagine that I will watch Star Wars again until I have a child. Should I be so fair lucky? enough? No, whenever it's on TV, I no. would watch it. No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll never get there. There are times when I'll, I'll be sitting around on a Saturday evening, bored, pretty much every Saturday evening. And I'll say, you know what? I'm just going to watch Empire Strikes Back, and I'll and I'll enjoy it every time. Okay, fair enough. There's just so much other stuff I would go back to now before that because the versions of Star Wars that I have ripped are the non-anamorphic DVD release that yeah. is kind of shitty. It's like 400, 400 yeah. lines or something. Yeah. Um. I I just I just don't I don't care. I've I've moved beyond caring. Those those last three movies were so terrible. And yeah, well, I I, I mean, I try to pretend that they don't even exist. Yeah. 
It's it's, um, it's bad. The pro- the problem is is that they infect the previous. I mean, Lucas went right. you know going and putting Hayden Christensen in Return of the Jedi. I mean, they infect the movies now. That poor um, guy who played Anakin Skywalker's ghost, Sebastian Shaw. Else. Sebastian Shaw. Um, you know, it's a, it's partly a generational thing. I mean, I'm right in the exact generational pocket to be most annoyed by this. I, you know, I was born in 1972, so uh, well, you and I are in the same boat. Yeah, when the I, when I, the, did you the, see Empire in theaters? Yeah, and, and Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi was one of the great formative cinematic experiences of my childhood. It was it was one of the movies that made me want to be a screenwriter. And what annoys me most is that the versions of the films that are so precious to me. And and are so cherished memories of of my childhood um, have have been destroyed. Yeah, that he's lost. literally destroyed them. Yeah, they, you cannot buy them anymore. Well, not only can you not buy them, but when they restored to do the '90s re-releases, they they didn't restore the they old didn't, prints. Yeah, you know, they did. They just stuck them out there just to say, look, this old version was shitty because they didn't bother. I would. I went to see Scarface last night. Mm-hmm. They did oh, how a one, was that? Well, I mean, it's obviously fantastic. You no, know, but I mean, how was the res- the restoration? It was. It was. It was an. I was stunned at how good it looked. It was mm. a beautiful digital restoration. It looked absolutely incredible. Is that on Blu-ray soon? Yes. Well, I think it's out now. Okay. Uh, and they did the they did the one night release just to yeah. kind of you know pimp the yeah, Blu-ray. Like we saw War Games. Last and obviously, year it's before. a obviously a fantastic movie. Um, and the print was beautiful. And of course, you know. Al Pacino doesn't have a CGI buddy now in the movie, or um, how much better would that be if he did? That'd be pretty cool, I guess. Like a sidekick. But that's how you do a restoration. Blade Runner is how you do a restoration. Halo Anniversary, where the original version is only ever well, bu- you know, only okay, ever Blade, button click Blade away. Runner's that's little, how you do a restoration. Little controversial, Blade Runner, because uh, they did actually add some CG in that. They did. Uh, they went and shot new scenes. And shot, back did, in. shot new, complete new scenes. But so it, was the, to, the one, it was to replace some bad rotoscopes that had no aged the, well the, or something, right? The it was to replace the uh, stunt double. Oh, that's uh, right. Zora. Uh, Zora, when she goes through the glass, it's yeah, very yeah. clearly not her. And so they reshot it and, uh, and put it back in digitally. Huh. Well, the Halo anniversary is a good example, though, because that's something that they did actually supposedly change because they fixed it so that those library levels aren't as shitty. Right. So they have actually changed that. Right. That's but I think it's something experience. that's unequivocally. The, yeah, they've made, they've made very subtle changes that objectively improve it as opposed to – the, the Lucas restorations of Star Wars, where for everything that he did that's actually kind of cool, there's three other things that we all now hate. So um, I'm very, very – I went from just – I went from – when I saw these most recent changes, I went from passively just saying I'm not going to buy these Blu-rays to now actively trying to convince other people not George to buy Lucas them. George Lucas can eat my balls. Um, yeah, I, I managed to get a few of my Twitter followers to cancel their pre-orders. And if you listen to this podcast, I urge you not to buy the Blu-rays. George Lucas is vandalizing these movies, um, and by the simple act of refusing to put the original theatrical versions on it, that would that would that would alleviate everything. I don't care what he does to the special editions, yeah. as long as the originals are there. Well, the um, excuse is always that the originals haven't been restored, it's this, and they haven't done a they haven't done a four K line. Well, grab. Is that the excuse? Or that was the excuse, excuse for the Blu-ray? It's like it's DVD. like it's, okay. it's like it's like what Stalin. You remember what Stalin did, where he went no, in? No, hold on. And, Stalin killed twenty million people. This yes, is a little bit different. But I'm talking about where he, he went. He went. He not only killed people. He went back and, re- and, and erased any evidence they ever existed. Oh, he, that's true. He, he did airbrushing of photographs to make it look like they never were there. Right. And so that's what Lucas is kind of doing with these old versions. He's, pre- he's ba- basically making them like they never happened. That's true. And, you know, the, the different, whatever the version is for this year. Because the thing is, he can't even make his own fucking mind up. He, he puts something in, next version he takes it back out or changes it again. He, every, every, it's constantly I think evolving. at this point he's just doing it because he likes fucking with nerds. It's, it yeah, pisses it has me to off. be, right? It pisses me off of Because he knows he'll buy it. I mean, he's got to be they, sick of Star Wars at this point. At least with the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray, when the first Blu-ray came out, it was the theatrical, not the extended. Yeah. People 
didn't buy. They, they voted it down on Amazon and held out and didn't buy right. the uh, the Blu-rays the and then waited to the extended. Yeah. And then the extendeds are just the extendeds. You can't convert them. You can't switch between a theatrical extended either. Well, that's fair. I mean, I mean, at I, least they're upfront about it. I'm yeah. a big picture quality nerd, as you know. I love my Blu-rays. It's very hard for me to watch DVD or uh, standard quality content anymore if there's an HD version available. And, you know, these Blu-rays are going to come out with, you know, supposedly very good picture quality. But for me, creative content and creative decisions trump picture quality uh, and technical things every time. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I would rather watch the shitty, you know, p- picture quality of the old DVD or the LaserDisc uh, copies yeah. anytime. Because it's the original versions. No. With, with my yub nub and my lapty neck and all the things that I love. Rather lapty neck. Lapty neck is the original song that plays in Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi that was replaced by Jedi Rocks with the CGI band, oh. which what? is Hold shit. On. They replaced the song? Oh, you didn't know that? Fuck no. Oh, yeah. Is the dancing girl still there? That was a formative experience. Uh, she's still there, but she, they, now they has a, she now has a snip-slip. CG backing band. I remember seeing this in theaters. Yeah. yeah and, and again, he's changed it even more now. He's put Sebulba in there, and every time he just fucks with it a little bit more and makes it less the movies that I, that I grew up with. So, um, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, very unhappy. Wow. And I'm, I'm, trying to be, I'm, I'm actively engaged <laughs> in trying to turn people off by Gary, have you seen 13 Assassins? I haven't. I heard it's really good. Oh, have you seen it's 13 Assassins? Yeah. Well, George Lucas is like... Yeah, the, uh, he, he's like the Shogun yeah. who's like brutally, you know, he's killing everyone, yeah. complete destruction, and then the nerds need to send the 13 assassins. So you're saying we should out. kill George Lucas. And make it look like an accident and then have it, you know, swept under the rug. This is only test. Does not advocate murder or assassination or Stalin. No. I don't or like George Lucas. Or George Lucas, matter. all these Blu-rays. If yeah. you are a fan of Tested or Whiskey Media, boycott these Blu-rays. And let Lucasfilm know why you're boycotting them this because they are a statement. fucking travesty. Yeah, it's not cool. Uh, so let's talk about technology. This has been a big tech week. This we- is a very big week. Yeah. Uh, first off, you remember last year when Apple lost the I- iPhone 4 prototype? I remember vividly. In a, in a beer garden. Big story. Down, down One of the, the, the biggest tech stories yeah, yeah. of the year. And then uh, a, a tech blog called Gizmodo bought it for $5,000. And then Apple called the feds and they kicked in Jason Chen's door. Yep. And, and uh, well, the cops did, not the feds. And uh, Santa Clara you know, police. Yeah, the, it was, there was a big to do about that. It was on the news. My mom called and asked me if everything was okay. I mean, it was on was the view. Worried. Yeah. Uh, so it happened again. They lost another phone. Well, in a bar, supposedly. We don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. And uh, CNET got the exclusive story on this. Uh, apparently, it happened like a month ago. Yeah. Um, bar in San Francisco. Uh, but it but hasn't shown up by, on a tech blog or anything yet. Well, like last time. here's the thing. They tracked the phone based on its uh, – like They the used Find My iPhone. iPhone. Yeah. And they tracked the IP to a house and they, they knocked on the guy's door and yeah. said, can we come in and look through your house? And he said yes. Would you say yes if Apple's not. jackbooted thugs of came to your door? Not. Well, it wasn't it – was, it was Apple's thugs and the police. OK. They would still need a warrant. I would they still ask for a absolutely warrant. Absolutely would still need a warrant. They went through the house, couldn't find it, and then Apple's thugs offered the guy cash to turn it over, no questions asked. And he still denied that he had it. Right. But did he in fact have it? Well, no one knows. Who knows? Hmm. They tracked it to the, that location. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like I, finding an iPhone prototype is of such low value. Like all it's going to do is bring you heartache and despair. Pretty much. Point. Pretty much. 
because uh, you know you don't want to be on Apple's bad side. You saw what happened to Kyle when he didn't read the EULA. Well, the South guy, the, the guy who found the phone and sold it to Gizmodo, ended up being quite publicly embarrassed. Oh, on and the he's, he's, they're going to press charges. Yeah, yeah they that, did that's press charges who, in yeah, August. Jason Chen illegal. had his door kicked in, right, right and a lot of his uh, equipment confiscated. Right, I think that eventually got returned. So though. this is a bit more of a non-story because this phone hasn't really surfaced. For all we know, Apple's reclaimed it, and nothing really. There were no real consequences. Well, you know, the interesting thing that came out as part of that story that I hadn't actually heard before is that Apple has been seeding some developers with a a powered version of the iPhone 4. Mm. An iPhone 4 body. So it's iPhone 4 chassis, but with the next the, what what it would be a next generation CPU uh, akin to the you know the one that's in the iPad too. Right. So so yeah, I mean I, I don't think this is any huge story. I'll be interested to see if this surfaces. I, I don't like it when people claim that this is a marketing tactic. It's just There's dumb. No way. No, nobody yeah, really no, believes no, that. I don't you can't take that seriously. Right. That that yeah. is a dumb pronouncement. Um the other huge, huge, huge my voice cracked weird there. I'm still recovering from all that talking at PAX. Uh, other huge announcement is, of course, that the FCC finally has weighed in on the AT&T. No, FCC merger. has not. DOJ. This is the, oh, Justice, sorry, the, the Justice, Justice Department. Justice. And those guys don't fuck, fuck around. It. And they well, said, hold on. They do fuck around. Because look what happened to Microsoft after eight years or however long that was of investigation. Nothing. Um, so they got some fines. But my, my reading of this is that um, the Justice Department – have three different – there's basically three different levels. They can just leave you alone and where right. they basically kind of just tacitly kind of put their, uh, you know, their, their approval on your merger. Right. They can have a bit of an investigation and ask some questions, which is where this was going. Okay. And the nuclear option, they can flat out sue to prevent it, which and is that, very, very done. rare, and that's what's happening in this case. So Lawsuit this is a big deal. To say no yeah. deal. Uh, so it doesn't mean that the merger won't happen. It means it's less likely now. Uh, it means that it probably to, won't happen in the original timeline. They still timeline. have to wait. For the FCC's decision. So the FCC right. is going through its own investigations. If the FCC says it's okay, then <laughs> it'll happen, but they will still have to fight the lawsuit. And if they lose the lawsuit, then bad things will happen. So the argument, of course, you know, the, the, the members of the public and con- consumer advocacy groups and basically everyone except AT&T has been saying right. is that this is a very anti-competitive move. This will stifle innovation. It will stifle competitive pricing. Um, you're basically we're going to create a duopoly where ATT, Stroke, T-Mobile, and Verizon are the only real two players in town. Yeah. And it's just bad for consumers. So this is the DOJ uh, kicking down AT&T's door like Elliot Ness saying, fuck you, we've got, we're going to protect consumers. I think this is AT&T is obviously the most unhappy about it. T-Mobile, they have to say they're unhappy, but even if the deal doesn't go through, they get cash. Well, what's interesting is if it doesn't go through, the future of T-Mobile like is kind of wacky, right? right? Because Deutsche Telekom, that owns T, uh, T-Mobile, have said that they don't, they don't really care about being in the U.S. market anymore. They want to focus on Europe. So right. if T-Mobile doesn't get sold to AT&T, you've got to wonder what kind of Sprint future it has. T-Mobile. Maybe Super. Sprint T-Mobile. But, but they're using different technology. So, right. I mean, that's uh, unlikely. It would, it, 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 you know, when the, if you look at the AT&T singular merge, when I think what singular was CDMA or something or no. TDMA. AT&T was, was one technology. Maybe AT&T was TDMA and, and AT&T was, was – uh, uh, and Singular was 3G uh, – uh, uh, I guess it was TDMA. GSM. TDMA. Yeah, TDMA and GSM. That was a nightmare because then, then you had one company selling two different technologies of phones and you would have different coverage where you lived depending on whether you bought the TDMA phone or the GSM phone. And then all the people that had just bought GS, uh, TDM, TDMA phones uh, had to actually upgrade. It was a, it was a, it was a big problem. So like, that is not an easy transition – uh, from CDMA to GSM or vice versa. So does anyone outside of AT&T think this is a bad thing? I mean, it seems it seems like the DOJ is d- 
doing the right thing here because this it's it's very hard to imagine that this is in any way good for consumers. Well, there's a there's a few things going on. One of the things that I had read a few weeks ago it was actually an analysis of the bandwidth of, of the spectrum that's available to AT and T as it is now and AT and T slash T Mobile, and the, the that analysis was basically like. That that acquiring T-Mobile's extra bandwidth is not going to substantially improve T-Mobile uh, the AT and T network's reliability or the places people are having problems with it. Right, which is so, everywhere. Which is everywhere. Yeah. Well, if if it does the deal does break through, T-Mobile does get three point eight billion US dollars. Do whatever they want with it. Boost right. their network. Right or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, really, really, it's difficult to overstate the. So what do you think the outcome will be? Will it will it be blocked or will it just? I mean, the man kind of always gets his way in the end, doesn't he? Well, who's the man here? The telecom? Yeah, or the, the telecoms. Or the feds. The telecoms. I I think that um I the, the big question for me is what the FCC does at this point because if the FCC goes ahead and says, hey, we think this deal is cool, but the DOJ is suing, then that to me just illustrates how toothless the FCC has become. Because you look at you look at like how they handled the NBC Comcast thing, yeah, just um, waved it through. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fucking rubber stamp agency right now, and and it's unfortunate because they seem to be more aware of the issues surrounding copyright and some of the other the other things that it, that it are impacted by the FCC, but it doesn't seem to be improving at all. Uh, I mean, I think that it, it's I, I don't know where this is going to end up. I kind of I think we're kind of fucked regardless. I know that's defeatist and and not. Good. I know, but this might at least you know slow down the rate at which we get fucked. I mean that that is definitely true. I mean that's really all, <laughs> all they can do at this point. It's all a <laughs> careful calculus of. You'd rather be long and drawn out and painful. Well, well no, or maybe I mean, start later. I just you know I ju- I would just rather live as little of my life as possible in a, in a world where there's only two uh, telecom companies. I've got very almost no choice, and they're both fucking me because I've, I, it's not because not, you don't have a choice. I've you got can't, nowhere you to get, go. Right, yeah, you, it's either that or sprint. Right, and and you know we uh, Sprint is actually pr- quite a good provider. I mean, we I know we talk yeah. a lot of shit about Sprint. I, hey, if the, if, not, if, if the iPhone the does go to Sprint, as they say it might, I I might look into that. Why not? Why not? Would you indeed? really? I don't know. I would need to know how good the network is. Right now, my plan is still to go to Verizon. Yeah, I mean, they're ju- I guess they're, they're just they're no less evil than AT and T, but at least they actually have a network that functions. There is that. Uh, so this morning, Samsung announced a boatload of new hardware. Including uh, something I'm really excited about. It's a five-inch. It's the Samsung Galaxy Note. Is it a Galaxy Note or is it just a Samsung Note? It's a Samsung. Well, it's called the Galaxy Note. It's yeah. not a Galaxy Tab. No. So they announced two tablet products today uh, at IFA along with a bunch of other companies. What's uh, IFA? IFA. Uh, it's the it's largest a, European consumer electronics show. Yes. Okay. It stands for something. It's I think it's in Berlin. I, I think so too. Okay. Uh, they announced the Samsung Galaxy Note, which is a 5.3-inch tablet. Ooh, um, and that's what, like, is it sixteen by nine? It's Android powered, I assume. It, it is powered. Well, it runs Android. Okay, powered by Samsung's uh, own Wiz. chips. Uh, it does run TouchWiz. Two or dual core one point four gigahertz processor. What's cool is that it's running a really really nice screen. Uh, it's super AMOLED, twelve eighty by eight hundred. Mm. And we oh, talk about twelve eighty by eight hundred on a five point three inch screen. That's really dead. Oh, five point wow. three sounds really big. Well, it's not a phone. It's a tablet. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. it's like a mini tablet. It's, it's a mini tablet, but it's called a note because there's also a pen technology. You can use a pen to take notes with it. Mm. So 5, 5.3 inches is, is a, a, a huge AMOLED. I mean, I, I think the biggest AMOLED we've seen at this point was probably 4.5 inches in a production device. So 5.3 inches is a lot bigger than that. Um, and, and then the, the pen thing is what, is what HTC has actually started. I saw, it's funny, I rode the train in this morning and there's ads all through the Embarcadero station 
for HTC's touch touch you know their touch tablets mm-hmm. with the sixty dollar add on pen or whatever it was the crazy expensive add on pen. Uh, what 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 do, what do we think about the way the note? The right? note. Um, there are some videos of people actually hands on with the the pen. I don't like pens. I like the idea of having a pen on a tablet. I think it's. I think either pen or uh, using your finger would be great for signing documents, doing little sketches. I don't think everyone anyone's actually use a pen to actually take notes. And a lot of it is the palm recognition problem. Like you, yeah. you can't rest your palm right. on like a, ta- like a notepad like you would like to take notes. Paper, yeah. Regardless of how fine uh, the digitizer is, and I don't really think like. Well, the thing is, with a twelve twelve eighty by eight hundred screen, if the digitizer is the same resolution or better than the than the screen, you could actually have enough pixel density to be able to. Like, it's not even about take legible handwriting. It's, it's not even about that. The, the, digi- the, the touch, touch sensitivity is useful be, is be, uh, for storing data in, as vector information and then right. passing that over to a real PC or a, ma- or a laptop to do and the, then the actually ex- and then transfer files over with Evernote. Yeah. It just it just seems like. Having a little plastic stylus that's attached to the device just seems so last century, doesn't it? I mean, it's like I, I haven't used a device like that since I had an original Palm Pilot. Mm, I, th- I think that that's just a vestige of those devices being kind of like the input for that being kind of bad. You know, the problem I always had is the vectors just aren't real vectory. They're there's they're always really aliased. So if you try to write, you end up having to write enormous like a like a kindergartner in order to be able to read the writing, the handwriting you you write down later. Or you have to use like uh, what was the what was the thing on Palm the their weird language the graffiti language graffiti uh, there was a different one for Windows Phone uh, if you use that then that that's good I remember being really fast at graffiti at one point and being able to write about four times faster than I could do graffiti uh, so I, I mean I think that these tiny devices are better as information repositories than information input devices mm. is so my fundamental I problem. think this is a lot more promise than the HTC um, flyer. Uh, the seven-inch tablet that they you announced. Have that much OCS. faith in Samsung's software engineers? Well, we'll talk about software in just a second. The flyer, the pen was sold separately. It was really big. And, and it was expensive. And it was really expensive. Um, this, like the flyer, though, software runs Android 2.35. So oh, okay. not, it, I don't know. It'll probably go to Honeycomb, but right now it does not have 3.2 on it. Huh. That, is, uh, that is one thing that's disappointing. I would hope that would skip straight to ice cream sandwich at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to put Honeycomb if on If the anything. hardware is compatible, which I'm sure... It will be. Um, the other thing is a 7.7-inch tab. This is what I'm really excited for. Really? You know, see, I think the 5-inch thing is much more interesting no. than the 7-inch thing. No, seven Norm points, likes the 7-inch. I love the 7-inch. That's, that's where the porridge is just right for yes. Norm. You think that's the average size a tablet should be? I think the tablet should be uh, comfortable to hold with one hand. Okay. And I think uh, it needs to be under a pound. And it needs to be reasonably thin. Uh, Samsung had an 8.9-inch. So what you want is a good-sized bezel, very thin, and lightweight. Plastic, pretty much. Um, Samsung uh, had the 8.9 inch Galaxy Tab, which they announced uh, CTIA at um, uh, the one I went to in Florida, um, and that still is not out yet. The 10.1s out, Galaxy Tab 10.1, it's fine, super thin. Yeah, have, they, have they said why the 8.9s are not out yet? I think they're going to release it in Europe first, and then over here. Okay, uh, but I'm more excited for the 7.7. You think it's smaller I think that at is, this point? Is so what would you – are you just going to use this for reading and reading web pages and stuff or you think it's a movie watching device, a video watching device? I think this device? is the, the reading web pages and news with the one hand walking down the street. And it's sideways? You hold it portrait or hold it landscape? Portrait. Yeah. Interesting. I really think that we are all just treading water and waiting for the real event that will actually shake up the tablet market. And You're that's saying that iPad 3? Nope. I'm going to say the Amazon tablet. I think that is wow. the first one 
that has the I mean, and this is without even seeing it, without even knowing what they're doing with it, so other than is, assuming it will be powered by Android. This could be the prequel for Gary Whitta eats his words. I'm, I, I, Amazon's in it for the long haul. Clearly, <laughs> um, well, I you know I just think I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good tablet. And, and most importantly, obviously, in the same way that they were able to leverage all their muscle to kind of make the Kindle a success, right. I think they'll, you know, Amazon has a terrific brand integrity behind it. People like the Amazon brand. People love the Kindle. That's usually successful. Uh, you, you know, as soon as the tablet launches, you know, uh, well, obviously even before, because there'll be pre-orders. Every time you go to Amazon, the first thing you're going to see is a massive ad for that Amazon tablet. Well, they are, I think that, I think that's, they've got all the, all the right connections and all the right, um, pieces in place. To actually to make a successful tablet in the way that none of the other competitors have had so far. Here's an interesting thing with the Amazon tablet. The rumors came out this week, I think courtesy of Digitimes, that they would launch with the seven inch version first. That's great in for you. And then next year it would be the ten inch. So I think this fall, with ice cream sandwich and with uh, both uh, with Samsung and Amazon potentially releasing seven inch tablets, it's the rise of the seven inch. Well, and, and the thing is, for a, a device that's primarily an ebook reader, like if, if you're buying an Amazon tablet, the number one thing that I think they're going to pitch that as, as, as a tablet is as a Kindle that is also a tablet. Right? They're looking at the Nook color as the, as the model for this, and they're going to lean into that. And the nice thing about Amazon is that they have music books. Apps, of course, video. they'll have a store and, built right into it. Well, and unlike Sony and Samsung, who also have that same kind of store situation, they they actually have ecosystem around that. So it's not yes. just stuff that you buy. It's to a go trusted on tablet. store. You know, it's going to have yeah. all, everything you want. You can watch Amazon videos on your on your Roku. You've probably already got an Amazon TV account or on your TiVo or yep. whatever. Yeah, they already have your credit card, so that hurdle's already over. You trust them not to screw you over. You can get ref- refunds on stuff that's shit. Um, I mean, it's a it's a good ex- it's a potentially good experience if they actually release something. So if we do, and by the way, I think this this podcast has to be called Rise of the Seven Inch because it's funny. <laughs> um, if we do see the rise of the, let's say the Amazon tablet comes out at seven inches and is tremendously successful, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of others that are big big successes. Do you think Apple would respond? Yes, so do you think we see an iPad Mini? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's not not crazy to think that, right? It's, well, with Steve gone, especially, I mean. You know those proclamations. I I think I think they're not going to do a seven inch for a while though, because remember a seven inch four by three is a different kind of beast than a seven inch sixteen by nine, and they're not going to introduce another new resolution. To well, the, to I mean the it'll iPod. be interesting because Apple's okay. usually not really in the business of reacting to the market, right? They usually do something first, and the market reacts to them. Um, but in this case, if the Amazon tablet were to come out at seven, and there's maybe one or two others that that, that demonstrate that people. Um, want them, and we actually right. for the first time start to see competitive te- com- competitive tablets eating into the iPad market share. Uh, I mean, there's probably there's probably blueprints for a seven inch iPad somewhere in Cupertino right now, right? Well, but, oh, oh, no doubt. But but I mean, there's probably even mockups. They probably even built them so they could say so. And that's see, what yeah. Steve is saying. Hey, nobody wants a seven inch tablet because this is a bad size. Right. Uh, the question I have is is what exactly a seven inch tablet is going to cost? Is this going to be a four hundred dollar tablet? I think. Because if if this is well, a way there are ten point one ten point one inch tablets that are four four hundred. I think because these seven inch tablets, there's no reason you can't have thirty two sixty four gigs of flash store, flash storage on there. Right, I think it's just as powerful. Well, there's no the, the thing is as music services and video streaming services and that stuff come online, mm-hmm. having a bunch of storage on the tablet is less important than it was two years ago. Because I'm less likely to store a whole shitload of content on there if I can digital locker it and just re-download it when I want to be on an airplane. The price the price is still. Um, Prohibitive to a lot of people. The iPad obviously is a fantastic product, but it's pretty expensive. It's not. It's not just a pickup product. It's not an impulse buy. It is for some, but obviously not everyone can afford it to be an impulse buy. Right. Uh, we've seen with the success of the nine nine dollar touchpad that it is an impulse buy if it's cheap enough. So I think what will happen, 
I don't think 99 is that's an outlier. No, that, I mean, that, that's, that, that, that's a unique case. And, but I think I what we think, might see in a couple of years, I think this could be a couple of years away. But I think what was in order to get tablet penetration to the point where it, they're basically almost as ubiquitous as smartphones is seven inch tablets uh, with great quality displays and great features for about 199. And then oh. I think everyone's going to start picking them up. I think 300, 300 makes it a great companion device. That's a about but three hundred still that's still Here, pricey. It is still pricey, but people are buying iPads now for five hundred base price with tax. You know, most people are getting the thirty-two gig model, six hundred dollars. That they're buying instead of buying a laptop. That's what's a happening. Crappy laptop. That's what the, that's what right. the data we see from MPD and all that right. shows. Not and I don't think it's gonna. I don't think. But look at all these people picking up the. T- and again, the touchpad was was an, was an aberration in terms of the price. But look at all these people going, hey, at this price now, suddenly I'm interested. Even if it's just an ebook reader, web surfer, email, couch machine. I, I like this value. So value, I mean, obviously, this value is a huge issue for people. Well, you know that HP pulled the Kindle app from the from the WebOS store. Oh, they did, or, or Amazon? It's unclear. It's customer service reps at Amazon have been saying that it was HP that pulled it. It's unclear. Oh, exactly so a lot of people happened. that bought it thinking they were so getting a Kindle. It, that's actually a bit of a bait and switch. You were getting a ninety nine dollar oh, Kindle. You were, wow. you were a sad. It's panda. looking like a worse and worse ninety nine dollar purchase every well, day. Right. One of the things that's happened is uh, people are putting pre tools on it. Uh, turning off all the logging that HP had running in the background by default because it was apparently logging everything you do. Yeah, and the the tablet uh, the 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 touchpad is becoming a better performer than it was, uh, you know, as than our review unit. Where right, and again, if people were Android on it, the Kindle thing will be a moot anyway. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think I think that both of you are right. I think if somebody can release a ninety nine dollar tablet that perform, if there's a ninety nine dollar iPad two, that is a no. Brainer. I think even one ninety nine is enough to make them to to break out to the next level of the mainstream. Thing, the thing is, Apple's not going to drop the price until they see somebody start cutting into. The I'm not saying there. Apple is. I'm saying that someone else will come in with it. Will undercut them. I don't think it's possible. Because that's the only way you do it. You can't compete with Apple right now on quality. The only way you can do it is make something that's maybe almost kind of as good, but a lot cheaper. Look at what's happened to the PC market right now. Look at look at you know. HP HP is a massive company. They were the number two or number three PC builder in the world, or number one, depending on whether you count retail or enterprise and all that. They can't make enough of a margin to make it worth them building PCs. Right. And that's because they engage in this incredibly damaging race to the bottom right. where everybody kept cutting prices and they figured out new ways to make incremental revenue on top of that, like loading it full of crapware. Right, right. Uh, so that then they could sell a PC for $500. And then once they got to $500, that wasn't cheap enough. And they've continued having to cut and cut and cut and cut and cut until now there is literally no market for $1,500 PCs if you're buying a desktop PC for the home. So what you're saying is the reason why I'm talking nonsense is that a one, a, an almost as good but not quite competitive to the iPad at 199 would actually be very compelling. There's just no way to build one. There's no, no way. way to build one right, right now. And sell I mean, it a two, lot. two years from now. They make a profit. Right. Yeah. These are hardware companies. And they're not going to fall into the incremental trap, especially on Android because – you know, it, the thing that we talked about on the panel, I guess, summer or last week's podcast, uh, that people were saying, you know, HP should have just sold these at a loss and planned on making their money back from the web OS store. That model doesn't work at 99 cents. You, you can't do that on when the vast majority of your sales are 99 cent sales. Right. It, you know, if they were selling apps for $60, it would be a different story. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, the other, the other side of it, though, is that we will get there eventually. I mean, yeah. in, in three, four years, $99 tablets will yeah. be a thing. I don't think we'll ever see $99 Well, we're, we're kind of close because Lenovo actually today just announced a tablet that they're going to sell it for $199. Well, that's interesting. What's what's in the Lenovo $199 it is the, tablet? It's called the A1 tablet. See? Look, this is what I'm talking about. The, my prediction seven, has already come true. Again, 7-inch seven seven inch tablet. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, you look at a tablet. But it is it, 
the screen is a massive part of that cost. It so is, yeah. So it, it's not going to be the best hardware. It runs Android 2.3, so it's gingerbread, not honeycomb. And the specs are all, you know, a, little, a step down from what you would expect from a current generation tablet. So it's going to be single core processor. Well, it's actually dual core or single core one, one single core one gigahertz, A8. You know, so it's essentially the same cameras. as the Samsung Galaxy Tab, the first one, the yeah. eight point. But it doesn't matter. That it's, again, people didn't care, people didn't care that the touchpad is not as good as an iPad because it was so much cheaper. Mm. So you so you come up with something in between. So the the thing about those those tablets that were running the phone versions of Android was that they uh, the browser wasn't good. Like on a phone, you don't use the browser as much as you do on a tablet. Well, like that's that's the that's what it boils down to. If you want something to use Kindle and and that kind of stuff, and run some apps, then you're fine. But on a on a the phone browser is not sufficient, and they're going to have to update this to Honeycomb or, or Ice Cream Sandwich. If people, I, I mean, I, I think I don't that think they can. They're going to sell a lot of it. It is the is the other side at that price. They will sell a lot of tablets, but it's single core. But it, for what you're going to use that for, it's not going to matter because you're not going to be web browsing on it. Web browsing is what you need the giant CPUs for on on Android. So. Uh, what else? They also announced a uh, 10.1 inch tablet, right? Yeah, Lenovo also want, uh, announced one. It's super thin, super super thin. But it's like 7.7 millimeters, and it seems like everyone's realizing there was a lot of buzz over the you know the Samsung Galaxy Tab 10.1 and 8.9s being really really thin, thinner than iPad 2. So that's why thin tablets are the new big thing. I'm just I, I, you know after using the first wave of Android tablets, I'm fundamentally not interested in Android tablets as they are today. They are not very good. At, at a lower price point, it's kind of interesting. But at, as as with the software that's available now, you're talking about what programs are available. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing to use for a, that thing. The best and the browser's if, if not they had a, to use it as a, a Twitter app and a Facebook app and like a. I think there's a Twitter app now. No, that, that, as good or better than what you'll find on the iPad. Then that'd be a different story. And web browser. Wow. Just uh, hand, I just handed I just handed Will a Gary bit of breaking news. Gary just breaking news. Apparently, the Stars Netflix deal ends in what is it? February. Uh, the, I just got a tweet. Stars to end Netflix stream distribution in February. You know, Netflix shares slump eight point three percent in after hours trading. Netflix. Yeah. So breaking. We just heard this breaking news. Um, net, the, the Netflix Stars uh, deal, which is responsible for a lot of their Almost, content. Yeah, the vast majority. A lot of their content comes from this, the deal that they have with Stars. Um, is going to end in February. Well, Stars had threatened this earlier this year. I remember there, there was talk about whether this was going to happen or not. Yeah, Stars, I think, wanted to jack up their prices, and obviously they haven't been able to reach a deal with Netflix. So that content's going to go away, and uh, Netflix uh, stock has taken a tumble. February is still a long way off. I know, but it's going to be sad when, well, when that happens. I mean, well, Stars just made a, they made a great deal with the studios when they originally <laughs> you know, got their movie licensing deals and included web streaming. Right. And when Stars has to renegotiate with the studios, studios are not going to be as forgiving. Right. So, that's the thing. So yeah, they're going to have to get more from Netflix. And the thing is, there's a lot of time between now and February for this, this deal. Why to can't Netflix just go directly to the studios? Um, it's a lot more people to talk to. Yeah. It's better to go to kind of clearing houses that already have deals that they can then kind of sub-license to you. It's easier to make one huge deal than a whole shitload of small deals. Yeah. And so Stars was, was, a, was a one-stop shop that provided a tremendous amount of content, not just Stars' own – Original content, but a huge amount of movies they that have they original content, yeah, yeah like Spartacus and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. I think that's all and, we know. Uh, oh, no, no, wasn't, uh, wasn't Party Down? Party Down was, show. was a great yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, but they, you know, the number of movies that you don't think of, you know, you you fire up a Netflix movie and you get that Stars Play logo right away. It's like, oh shit, this is I get this comes through the Stars deal. So anything like that that you've seen in the past, that's presumably going to go away. Bummer. 
Yeah, and that's it, a bummer because one of the great things about Netflix in the last year or so is that the content, the amount of content available, has really exploded. Well, that if if that happens, that puts me in a situation where I'm going to rethink my eight dollars a month that goes to Netflix. Eight dollars a month's not a lot of money, is it? No, I know, but it, like if most of the stuff that I'm watching comes through Stars, a lot of the Disney stuff comes through the Stars deal. A lot of the first like. The stuff that's off of HBO but not into catalog movies yet mm. is all stars. So this remains to be seen, and I think this is I think this is going to be, uh, you know, a common story going forward that we're going to see Netflix now getting squeezed by their by their suppliers, their content suppliers. Well, I, I think I mean Norm's point is correct. I think what's going to end up happening is that Netflix will go to the studios and negotiate individual deals. Right. And where I mean, what is stars? I mean, they have no other way to distribute these movies online. No, stars has had a relationship with Vudu or somebody like that. <sighs> Yeah, that's going to help. Well, they're not going to get enough money from Voodoo. No, no. Sustain those deals. Well, there's always stars.com. Awesome. Yeah, great. Can't wait to go there. Uh, the, the Toshiba and Lenovo announced Ultrabook. So the Ultrabook is this Intel initiative. This is Intel's counter to the race to the bottom, and it's their answer to the MacBook Air on the Windows side. Uh, they're basically $900 to $1,000 PCs. Yep. They realized that – Sub three pounds. Netbooks at $300. People didn't want light and small and cheap computers they, because they were crappy. they were shitty yeah so they want good computers that are small and thin like the macbook air it's kind of surprising to see i mean it, it seems like it took a couple of generations but with this most recent generation of macbook airs when they first started getting really good in the last generation and now again with the new ones that they have uh, in the same way you remember when everyone was creating all-in-ones after the first imacs came out yeah. it seems yeah. like the macbook airs are having a similar effect in the pc industry well because the chips are ready so it's, it's uh, as opposed to just thin and light and then with you know, moderately good processors. Now it's thin light with real computing power. Right. Um, this generation of Sandy Ridge processors are, are letting that happen. So Intel Ultrabooks, that was their branding for it. They, Ultra they've Ultrabooks. Talked, they, uh, they announced, you know, partnerships with Asus Acer and all the, the other OEMs. Um, and today, uh, both Toshiba and Lenovo announced their Ultrabooks. So on the Lenovo side, it's actually going to be more than $1,000, $1,200, uh, 13 inches. And Wait, is Ultrabook like a brand name or is it a category like Netbook? It's a category. It's a category. Okay. Yeah. It's not so it, it's the it's it's imagine what a netbook would be if it wasn't shitty. Okay. That's an Ultrabook. Okay. Also thinner. All right. Okay. So the twelve hundred bucks though? Twelve hundred bucks, just under like it's two point nine five pounds, thirteen point three inch, you know, ten twenty four, seven six eight. Um not super thin. It's like uh Centimeter and a half thin, so four fifteen. What would be the, what would, what would be the fifteen thick. millimeters thick? What would be the reason to get that over a MacBook Air? Because MacBook Airs are around some, the same some price. Some people don't like Windows. Uh, don't like OS ten. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So and, and also running Windows on uh, on a MacBook Air, you don't get as much battery life. Not issue, a, not right? ideal. Yeah. So there are like more, they're adding more things. There's USB three point uh, which obviously oh, doesn't make on sense. on the chipset. There's USB 3.0. Well, that's the first Intel chipset that has USB 3.0. I, I think it's not USB. I don't think it's Intel chipset. Oh, it's on, they're they're soldered controller. on. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So um. And they'll have like four gigs of RAM, you know, the webcam stuff, everything, and and uh, HDMI ports. Um, I think uh, the Lenovo one has VGA port as well. So if you look at what makes the MacBook Air special, it's that it's thin, it's that it's reasonably fast, it's the screen has a really nice high resolution, even though it's a small size. <coughs> yeah, so good pixel density. Uh, and it has a full-size keyboard and the big trackpad. Yeah, full-size keyboard, big trackpad. Lenovo's will have a glass trackpad, single trackpad. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and Lenovo usually makes pretty good trackpads, uh, I think, second to Yeah, Apple well, I mean, they, they use uh, – they use uh, um, oh, damn, the name's gone. It's the people that make all the trackpads. Uh, uh, the, something synaptic. 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 Yeah. Synaptic. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to see this happen because you know myself and everyone around me that's bought a MacBook Air recently. They love them. They love the the lightness and the thinness well, you have of the them. The shitty old one. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, it's power again. Well, I don't, I, do, I don't need yeah. it to do very much, so I don't really care about the power so much. I bought the bottom end, but you know, Norm obviously loves his. My girlfriend loves hers. I just went to Jeff Gersman out there. He loves his new thirteen-inch uh, MacBook Air. You know, so uh, but you know, not everyone wants a Mac. So it's nice that these benefits, these this, the the ultra portable thin oh, light form factors, are now coming to uh, to PC uh, people as well. And Lenovo's version is actually going to be a thousand dollars. It's magnesium body, not aluminum, right? So it's not going to be as sturdy. No, magnesium is sturdier. Is it sturdier? Yeah. Maybe it's it looks harder. It's, Hold on, is that right? No, no, it's a magnesium. How do they look? Yeah. Do they look sexy? They, they look good for PC notebooks. But they oh, don't have right. that unibody ultra sexiness. There's no crazy be- bevel. Right. Um, and, uh, Can you but they cut do have, cheese with them? No, you cannot cut cheese with oh, them. Okay. They don't look like you cut anything with them. Okay. Uh, but the keyboards look good, the good chiclet keyboards. Mm-hmm. Um, the sc- they are 13-inch. I'm surprised no one has an 11-inch one out yet. Yeah. I, you know, after looking at Jeff's 13-inch, if I were buying a MacBook Air today, I'd probably buy the 13-inch. The 13-inch is uh, – it seems like Apple got it wrong, right? They assumed that more people would buy the 11, and they, they produced more of the 11. And what's happening now is the 13 is the one that's in that they're running out of. People, people well, want the 13-inch. It seems like the 13 is something you could use as your main laptop. And I know you've been using the 11-inch the as your main computer mm-hmm. – um, I, I don't think I could do that after using the 11 inch for a while. I think after a while I would feel a bit claustrophobic using the 11 inch all the time. But Spaces so the, fixes that for me. Yeah, that's true. Okay. The, but the 13 is really, I think, the perfect choice for someone um, who, if they say it's my main computer, I'd say get the 13 inch. Do you have details on what uh, Toshiba's offering? Uh, yeah, Toshiba is the. Did you say that already? One. I was fixing yeah. the stream. So Toshiba actually has up to six gigs of RAM. Um, oh, okay. and, you know, all, both of these models have Core i5, Core i7, uh, and they both have a wide eye, so wireless uh, display. Oh, interesting. So you can uh, wireless. So instead of using Thunderbolt to do the DisplayPort dock, they're using wide eye. So you just put it in, plug it in, and, and yeah. connect. I mean, they both have stuff. HDMI as well. Okay, interesting. Uh, AT and T and HTC have teamed up. Oh, this is this is kind of a sad story. They're going into the jet stream. Oh, uh, this is a 10.1 inch tablet. From HT, built by HTC on AT&T. You have to buy it on contract. Guess how much oh, this it is. Oh, this is the $700 oh, dumb th- thing? Th- thanks a lot, Will. It's $700. I didn't get to guess. Hey, how much do you think it would be? We were going to play our, a fun guessing what's game. What's a reasonable and you, and you price? spoiled it. What would you say is too much for this? Um, well, I, I, one penny more than an I, however much an iPad is, is what I would say is too much. <laughs> you wouldn't say an iPad is, would be worth more than this? Um, I think that if you, I think that if you're going to compete with the iPad, you have to be cheaper. Is this, uh, is and this, you certainly cannot be more expensive. Is this Honeycomb? Honeycomb running HTC Sense UX on top. Wait, so it's seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars on contract. Oh fuck off! Oh, two-year contract. To a two-year forty-dollar data plan. Maybe more than forty-dollar. Well, that's plan. fucking banana. What? What? That's because, who, who thinks be, that's because, a good idea? Because it is LTE. Oh, fuck okay. That. It is AT&T's, AT&T's LTE. Okay. So, as well no, no, as being seven hundred dollars, it also has no battery life. Okay, here here is the problem with this. If you would like an LTE tablet, go buy an LTE MiFi from Verizon or AT&T. They both have them now, right? And then use and that, spot that with every device. Yes, you own. and you can and you can get that for under seven hundred bucks. Like you can get you buy a good quality iPad too, and a, and a hotspot still get change out of seven hundred bucks. Mm, I don't know; those hotspots are kind of expensive. No, I think they're two hundred bucks for the LTE really? ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can do that. Yeah, that's still that's still seven hundred bucks. Five hundred okay, for enough. the iPad. Oh, also includes the scribe pen, the, the, the HTC uh, Flyer pen, eighty dollars. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. Value. That product is going to bomb. <laughs> uh, I think you're probably safe on that. Although I'm interested to see the hardware because this is the first time HTC has made a tablet, isn't it? And HTC make pre- well, no, generally they make pretty good flyer, phones. But yeah, they, yeah, the flyer. Oh, okay, that was, I haven't that was seen a seven that. inch one. 
Haven't seen that. Um, yeah, they didn't sell that many. Well, that's 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 stupid in like a million different ways. Yeah, I I just I can't imagine the six hundred ninety nine dollars on con- like didn't we learn the lesson with the Zoom that buying the the Zoom selling the Zoom on contract as the way to get it was was a bad idea. Well, selling the contract it was, it was off contract uh, for eight hundred dollars, and that would that came without LTE activated. Yeah, which still the, isn't live or the uh, micro SD card activated. No, now you can now you can get the micro SD card right. activated, but the LTE still isn't live on that thing, and it's it came out in like May, didn't it? And yet the send it it came out yeah for CS, and yet the send it in. Yeah. No, no, it was it wasn't after CS. It was in May. It's been out for six months, five months, almost four months. What is it? June, July, August, four months. Yeah, not not good. Uh, Windows eight. This we're seeing. Okay, so first off, the build, which is Microsoft's developer conference for Windows eight, is coming up. Uh, the, I think it starts on the thirteenth of September. Yeah, twelfth or thirteenth. Um, it's basically the the Monday or Tuesday after a big live live show. Yeah, I'm live. gonna be there uh, checking out Windows eight. Very excited to see that they've started trickling out more information, including some mockups. I okay. No, so I, I, no, let me clarify. I love the the blog posts. Oh, they're they're giving out information. Yes. Do you do not love the content of the, uh, of the blog posts? Uh, well, let's go. Let's run through all of them. Okay. The, let's start with the Explorer ribbon because the you start with the, that's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah. S- start with a bang is what I say. Gary, have you used Office on Windows in the last five years? No. Have you seen the ribbon at all? Um, I've used. I mean, I've used Microsoft Word occasionally. I don't use it anymore. But certainly, in the last five years, I used Microsoft but, Word. But I, I can show it to you right now. It was, for, it, was, it, was, it was for the Mac, though. So does the oh, does the Mac version of Office have the ribbon? Uh, yeah, it does actually. So what right am I? Here. What is this? What is this feature? So in Word, yeah. Notice that the top. Yeah, I'm already on a short screen because 11 inches. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, no, yeah. not very tall. So Paint it's maybe a good twenty percent uh, of the screen is taken up by the top nav bar. It's this thing is called That's the ribbon. A ba- that, I mean, that is a bafflingly um, detailed nav bar. Yeah, yes. has, so, has lots of and and there are tabs. So the, um, you know, for different uh, functions. Oh, jeez! But so, they call this the ribbon. So in the okay. old days, you used to have a menu. You used to have all those bars with all the little hotkeys for like centering text and right, yeah, justifying yeah, I, I, and making the good it bigger old days. or smaller yeah. and all that. And in fact, if you use uh, Pages on a Mac, you still have that. Right. So now, what they did was they made those context sensitive, so you can change from tab to tab and have a different set of tools. On each tab. So you can okay. have like one for making tables. You can have one for inserting spreadsheets. I don't think you actually have one for inserting spreadsheets. But there's a bunch of different tabs that are context sensitive. So like okay. there's one that's for formatting. There's one that's for uh, – I don't know yeah. what else you do with Layout and, yeah. and tracking changes. Inserting review. pictures, stuff, inserting right. objects, stuff like that. All right. They're adding the ribbon to the Windows 8 Explorer. Internet Explorer. No, no. no. Uh, Explorer. How oh. you browse files. Oh, like the actual, like the Finder, the actual. Yes, like, okay. like the Windows version of Finder, to put it in terms of. Yeah, if you, have, you have to Macify yeah. everything for me these Explorer days. Explorer is probably the most used program, native no, program. No, no, no. Native program. Most people never, you mean ships that, with the OS. That ship native program. That's not native. Native means it runs on the OS without emulation. Well, the ships of the OS. First party. In, no, I, I, I would still call that. I think there's not a word for what you're looking okay. for. Okay. But I don't think I would call Explorer part of the operating system. Not it is. It is because when Explorer crashes, basically you have to yeah, the whole thing the, goes to every, shit. Yeah, desktop does not work. Yeah. Um, they're adding the ribbon to Explorer. So what does that mean? In- well, so it means that they're going to take up on on if 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 all market research is true and the industry is moving toward mobile and laptops, it means that they're taking up a shitload of vertical space on everybody's computers anytime you need to browse files. Now it could be that they have some secret. Well, we're, mojo. We're, we're, no, we're simplifying the. It, the blog post is very in depth. 
And what uh, – it actually wasn't Steven Sanofsky. It was another um, another designer uh, uh, at um, – The goal at the goal is he admirable. He says that uh, Explorer is very powerful, but most people only use or are exposed to very few functions, copy, paste, move, um, you know, f- file properties, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but there are, you know, w- well over like 200 different f- features, functions. I would say that's debatable. Like play music. Whoever uses play music. Nobody plays music yeah, from exactly. Explorer. I mean, you, you double-click it and it launches on iTunes, but I can't remember the last time I browsed through my music collection right, yeah, except open, for to fix something. Yeah, basically, and like even creating a new folder, I, that's, I maybe click that button. Control-M. Exactly. Um, so, so what they're saying is the ribbon will expose people to all these new features, so, and it's still laid out in a way that you can get access to the most used features very easily. And another 50%. And a bunch know, of other shit that you A bunch of other stuff use. that you might use that they think that – could be compelling. And they're adding shortcuts. I love, love that they're adding a That's ton good. of keyboard shortcuts. This is good. The fact and that they're returning up one directory, mm-hmm. that button is coming back. That's a wonderful thing because that, that being missing has been really bad. And it will be uh, – you can disable it. But default will be on. It's a dumb, dumb idea. I mean I, I, get, I understand exposing users to things that are typically buried in keyboard shortcuts or in menus that normal human beings never see. So I'm going to show you, Gary, a picture. This is okay. a screenshot of Explore. Paint, paint, describe it. Um, I'm going to show you before and after. Right. So before in Windows 7 right now, I don't know if it's the last time you used Windows 7. I, this I is what use it all the time when like, I right? it looks like, like, like a, gaming PC. Look, okay. It looks yep, like a window, you know. Forward. Yep, and you have, you know, your organized share with new folder. Yep. It's actually yep. sometimes context sensitive. So okay. uh, when Explore thinks that there are music files, then they'll have like the burn button or the right. play button. Right. Yeah. But when it thinks it's pictures, then it'll automatically display them as thumbnails and, yeah. the, and they'll print. Um, but now it looks like the uh, office ribbon. And so it looks uh, quite a bit more complicated. That looks very complicated. Yeah. It's terrifying. There's a big icons for your big copy, paste, delete, rename, move to, copy to, the most used ones. I don't need those big that icons. That looks like a step back to me. That almost looks like an earlier version Dude, of the operating my system. My dad knows that you press Control-C to copy and Control-V to paste. Well, they didn't, people didn't, who need buttons for that are never going to use that Didn't you see the, uh, the story the other day that said 90% of Americans don't know how to use uh, find, find yeah, and replace? Yeah. We'll have to make a video for that and help out. Um. So it it just seems like a backwards move. Like every iteration of an OS that I've ever seen that's got better is all about simplification and, and taking things out and making the screen look less cluttered and more, and more simple and less con- fewer confusing icons. This seems to be back to the, uh, the bad old days of, of Windows of here's a million icons that you don't really need, but we're going to throw them all at you anyway. Well, I don't mind they're adding a bunch of icons because it's all customizable and I will – Probably, you know, the first thing I do actually with Windows 7 I'm gonna turn is that off enable the status bar on the bottom. All previous, like Windows XP, I always love to enable that small little thin status bar. What was that? What? That was that we was, are in a sealed in room, man. That was my that was my body reacting to uh, damn it, the Windows Harry. changes. <laughs> what? What? It's only nature. Wait, wait, wait. Do we don't, need to bring candles in here? Don't have it's a nature. natural process. This is a really don't, small don't room have nature with in this. no ventilation. It's, it's already about 90 degrees in here. Don't worry. I eat very clean these days. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's, no, there's no noxious uh, if aroma. If goes down, I'm running for the door. Nice Norm, farting Norm can here. handle it. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. I'm, yeah, what else, have they, what else did they show? They showed more stuff. <laughs> oh, oh. Don't you, breathe with. I don't know what's worse, breathing with your mouth or your nose. You can't. Mouth. There's nothing to smell. That's what, what everybody says, but it's always a lie. What's worse? We are children. Breathing with your mouth is worse, I think. Because would you rather? I think I'd rather. Would breathe you with rather? Because I eat with my mouth. 
<laughs> and <laughs> I don't want those particles. Yeah, all those on fecal my... particles no, no, exactly. are stuck in, in, exactly. in your face. Would, would, have would you rather be hot sauce with a Gary far- with Gary <laughs> Gary hum- Gary's hummusy farts, or if I if I if I had to hand grenade you in either the nose or the mouth, I think you would probably rather take the nose. right? I would take the nose. What's a hand grenade? A hand grenade is when you fart into your hand and make a fist and then slap smash it in someone's face. I've never heard of that. It's also known as a cupcake. What? That's horrible. You never would, heard of that? Would you rather be hotboxed for 15 minutes with Gary's, hum, Gary's hummusy farts or just take one square in the face, ass to face, pants on? <laughs> Wait. Ass to face? How, uh, what? How big, is, how big is the hotbox? Half the size of this room. And how long did that to be there? 25 minutes. But then it fades he, away. And he's primed the room before you got in there. And it's also 95 degrees. Body temperature. Ass to face. Because I would go straight to the bathroom. And just start and, scrubbing and your scrubbing. face. Okay. Yeah. No, 25 are, minutes is too You much. are terrible at this game. This is You are the worst person <laughs> at this game ever. 25 minutes, minutes. It'll clear out. Well, you said 25 minutes and it's been primed. And even if it's in a hot box, there's no ventilation. It's just circulating. Mm-hmm. A, lot of pe- a lot of people uh, took issue with the answer you gave. You were wrong. To the big he question of packs. They have to listen to the show. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, Windows 8 other Explore. Stuff. I think and, – and Matt Barger, um wrote a story about this. We talked about it a lot actually online. Uh we think that with Office, it makes more sense because Office is very powerful and complicated. Word. And, you know, and all the other yeah, I agree. applications. Right. There's a, and there's the a... ribbon takes a very powerful tool and simplifies it and gives you a greater access to its features. Explore is very basic. That's why Apple would never do this because Finder – it's Apple's, very, very, very. In, in fairness, Apple's gone too far the other way. It has. They hide Absolutely a bunch of stuff has. that you need to be able yeah. to see. To like use I was OS trying 10. to, I was trying to format like a USB key. Oh, it's fucking impossible. And I couldn't. And uh, maybe You've I'm just Windows. Disk you, you have to open disk. How would anyone know to open disk utility if they weren't a, a regular? Uh, Let know, me tell a, you, a power user. Try on OS to 10. find the library. You know the place where all your settings are saved on OS X. In order to find that, now you have to hold down Alt and go to the Go menu. And and find the like it it shows up there, but only when you're holding down Alt. Or you have to do uh, Command Shift G and open up the location bar. Just type in slash library. It's ridiculous. And the fact that you can't view hidden files anymore, insane. Yeah, yeah. Oversimplifying, overcomplicating. I, I, I don't know which is worse. Well, it, what's going to happen is that people are going to OEMs are going to sell PCs. But come with Windows 8 and they're going to customize it. So it's going to be – they're going to do some user testing and see what people actually like and and configure well, Microsoft it has clearly done user testing because they don't do anything without doing user testing. Why would they ship it with the ribbon full on because as they, default? Because they, they, their testing showed them that most people don't know that these are function, this is functionality that Explorer Now what has, I really find – And they thought that people cared. That's I, the mistake. What I really hate is that they have this photo in the blog post that they show that with the new ribbon added on, mm-hmm. you actually can show more files. Look, 24 files with Windows 8 ribbon, only 22 files. But with the Windows 7 one, they have that really annoying giant status right, so board. They the basically got rid of that. And I would get rid of this That's and get rid of the removal. ribbon. And now I have 26, 28 icons. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't understand taking up valuable vertical real estate when everybody's moving to smaller and smaller computers and less and less vertical. Yeah, you know, when you're looking at a 16 by 9, 1280 by 800 monitor, there is no vertical pixel. There are no vertical pixels to spare. It kind of reminds me of those people that don't know how to maintain their PCs, and they've got like 15 different um, aftermarket yeah. toolbars on their oh, web browser. Yeah. I, I, can't, I refuse to believe that the default that is what their testing has shown is what most people like because most people won't change it. It's why most people still use Explorer. They're, they're they have good tests, and they're taking the wrong takeaways from it. 
I hope. I hope. Uh, yeah. I, I hope they change their mind. Uh, Metro stuff. We've seen more Metro stuff. So yeah. As well. So the addition. Uh, I mean, that's something that's obviously very controversial on their blog post. I think it had like five times as many comments as the other blog posts. Uh, the other one that came out yesterday was uh, talk clarifying the Metro UI. So. Uh, when at, uh, it was all things D was when they first showed, uh, the new interface, the tablet interface, right? The Metro, you know, the touch with the purple background. I like, I like Metro. right? Yeah. It's, it's very cool. It's going to be working for, it's going to work for tablets. But they also said, uh, you're also going to be able to access the traditional desktop. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, you know, a lot of Apple fanboys and, and fans and pundits said, this doesn't make any sense. Go choose one or the other. Microsoft is overcomplicating things. It's basically going to be like Windows Media Center on, it, yeah, you know, it's on top be of the desktop. Else that gets orphaned, uh, maybe. they clarified a little bit. Um, they said that you know you can't you can't actually go one or the other uh, if you don't use the desktop and because they want to train people to use the new Metro interface that's their new paradigm, new platform. Uh, the code for the desktop won't actually load. And but but I don't think that you can actually hold on. What do you mean the code for the desktop won't load? Like Explorer, like the start menu stuff. That oh, won't so load. that won't be running in the background. Won't if be you running choose in the, background. the Metro UI. If, if you it will, you can toggle it so it's just the Metro, and you launch those H, those. Well, uh, that makes sense in a tablet HMI space where you're yeah. where you're talking about an underpowered ARM processor, and I I just don't think that the ARM stuff is ready for real Windows yet. Like in the time frame that they're going to release this. Although f- from from things I've been hearing, it seems as though the time frame to release Windows 8 may not be this fall, but the next fall. It might be a 2012 release, not a late 2011 release. So, because it that seems would, that, that would be sad making. Well, if you think about the traditional timeline on Windows 7 and Vista and, and XP, usually they roll stuff. Wait, out. wait, you think late 2012? Like an release? August 2012 RTM. Wait, that makes sense. No, I think people were thinking it was a 2011 RTM. We're in 2011. I understand that. I think it's just going to be like Windows 7 where CES, you get the beta. beta and then it's, and then it's going to be October 2012. Yeah. That's fine. I'm That's totally fine with that. late for them to enter a, a really well-established tablet market at that well, point. Well, I don't think it's going to be really established yet because we're still – You just think we're still that I early? I think we're still really early. Okay. And they need to work with partners to get good tablet hardware. Anything else on the Windows 8 front? Um, there was a bunch of small, uh, small blog posts about – There's a roundup post like, on the site though, right? You get, yeah. You get you – know, uh, ISO opening and VHD files will be. I, people got really in. excited about that, but I, I kind of, like, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess that's the equivalent of the DMG support on OS 10. I think people who pirate a lot of stuff are going to be really stoked about ISO downloads, but I don't, like, I can't imagine people distributing software in ISO format. I think they're just going to distribute, uh, aside from OSs and stuff that has to be bootable, they're just going to give you a zip file or a self-extracting executable. Yeah. So aside from these, like the the ribbon stuff, which is obviously controversial, uh, there are some really cool deep dives. Like one, there's one blog post. I don't think anyone really reported on it about uh, how they deal with file collision, like copying files in the same name stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like the really minuscule things, but it's well, that's really nice. one of those places that Apple has traditionally failed. Yeah, like when you copy a folder into a fol- into a folder that already has that folder name, instead of adding the two folders together and making them one, it just deletes the fo- the folder that was already mm-hmm. there. And you know, in Windows Seven, when you drag it, you get like the what's newer, what's older, yeah. and they're going to make that even more or granular. Keep both. Exactly, or keep both. So now you get even more options. Really, that needs to be more granular. I think it's I I think it looks really cool. Okay, and, but I, I again, the broader picture is that I like how transparent they are. No, no, I love that. That is always – that's the best part about writing about Microsoft OSs is that literally those dudes tell you everything yeah. from the moment that they're pretty sure they're going to put it in and then sometimes they change their mind. Yeah, this is their way as opposed to when they launch whatever uh, – Windows 8. Uh, there's no – we have 500 new changes like yeah. Apple does on their, their landing page. Uh, it all comes out on the blogs. So Gary, uh, you look a little bored all this Windows talk but we, we've got something that's that's good for you coming up next. 
Uh, the CEA, the Consumer Electronics Association, has proposed a new aspect ratio standard for TVs. Oh, it's the super wide one? 21 by 9. It's just about CinemaScope, which I think CinemaScope is what, 2.35 to 1? There are some 21.9 or 21 colon 9, Sharp, whatever. Sharp made. There's, right. there's, there's some out there already. One. Yeah, Phillips mm-hmm. has Phillips, one. Phillips. Right. Yeah. Sharp does the four color. Does the yellow. Yes. Yeah. Sharp is George Decay. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. And Phillips is... The big 20, 21 by nine uh, format. So you know, so even even with the widescreen HD TVs that we get today, many uh, Hollywood movies have the black bars, right? Because it's still a wider ratio. Yeah. These yeah. this TV these TVs would be more in line with the kind of super widescreen yes. Hollywood format. Yeah. So uh, the CEA is uh, proposing new standards for t- for signals, broadcast signals, uh, for content to be shown uh, to be. At 21, process, 21, at 21 to nine. So what? Well, so they can zero. sell us TVs all over again, basically. It's another opportunity yeah. to upgrade. Well, like HBO right now stretches, and you don't notice that. Like they never have the black bars on HBO. Right. right. Uh, they they uh, they pan true. and scan everything. No, did, um, did they, yeah. Well, they pan and scan movies to one point three, two point three five. Yeah, it didn't bother me. To, I saw to 1. Um, 9 to one. Or when I no, first no, saw but, uh, so sixteen by nine. Well, sixteen by nine is they pan and scan to sixteen by nine. There no. are no are absolutely no black bars on any HBO content. That's correct. But all their original content is produced in sixteen by nine, mm. which I love. Yeah, it looks and wonderful. No black bars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because I remember when uh, when Eli first came out on HBO. Now that's a movie that's shot in the widest. I think it's like two forty. Oh. No, it's two forty to okay. one. So it's um it's a really really uh, wide ratio. If you watch that on Blu-ray on uh, on your TV at home, you're going to see you know pretty thick black bars. Uh, when they put it on HBO, they took the black bars out, and I thought I'd be you know in some way offended, but it actually looked really good. I liked it. They, it didn't. It didn't look stretched or, or weird, or it looked like big parts of the picture being cut off. Yeah, they most of those job. signals are sent over with 1080i anyway, and there's enough lines resolution to yeah. they crop in. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that it looks good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just because they're proposing these standards doesn't mean that's going to be the, the the norm for everything. It just means that when con- uh, when if it, they want encourage, yeah, when necessary, and when if you know manufacturers choose to produce these TVs, there will be some standards so that uh, broadcast networks can send out. And network, TV network set up content. It could put us in that grim situation again that we were with blue with DVD, where there's anamorphic discs and non-anamorphic discs, where you have a true two point three five to one or, or, or twenty one to nine aspect ratio signal versus. Ugh. Well, I think we're TV all TV Quest two thousand twelve. We all we all agree that the next next big years. thing because maybe ten. It doesn't look like three D is going away for a while. And it, from what we saw at CES, the next big thing for three D is two K and four K TVs. Uh, well, passive, passive glasses. Passive glasses, yeah. but you get full 1080p's of resolution yeah. because of 2K TVs. All those P's. I don't think we're going to get see 2K content for a while. No, I, I don't. I think the next jump will be to 4K. Four, I, well, no, 4K I, think, I think 2K. I don't think we'll see 2K content. I think it'll go straight from Blu-ray to 4K. Oh, I don't. Most people can't tell the difference between 720p and 1080p at uh, like a 37 when, inch. When you're talking inch. about. 10, 10 feet away from the TV. When you're looking at the pixel densities of 4K, uh, you're going to have a really interesting – it's it's going to be almost like an uh, iPhone 4 type pixel density. So you're looking at something that looks like a moving picture, moving a moving photograph. Right? Yeah, I'm ready to believe that – I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to believe that there's a, a level of clarity above what we have now in Blu-ray where you're going, holy shit, that looks well, even well, more amazing. Roughly, but you need, you need the content to be shot with cameras and, and – Everything's 4K. And, film is 4K, but not necessarily good enough to. Film is 4K. I understand film is 4K. That the, the data is there. Yeah. The lenses and the processors and sensors have to be good enough so that you actually maximize. Well, yeah, that. it's going to be like a digital camera situation where where the noise that comes in is because the the process is so fine will lose a little bit of the signal. But I, I think so. I, CG because that. that's rendered well above 4K. That 
will look amazing. Well, right now, well, and, in, well, and increasingly, films are shot on digital cameras, which which shoot at a minimum of 4K. 4K, yes. 4K seems to be the standard for what people feel like people's eyes can pick up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Uh, Parallel Seven just came out for Mac. Do you use Parallels? Does anybody here use Parallels? I'm no. look. I think I think more and more now because uh, a bunch of people. I mean, aside from these Ultrabooks, a bunch of people have picked up the MacBook Air and or, and they all come with Lion. Yeah, uh, I'm looking for options when to run Windows programs. So I don't want to do, necessarily do Boot Camp um, and VMware. You know, VirtualBox, VirtualBox, Parallels, New Parallels Seven. It's eighty dollars. It works. Suppose it works really well with Lion. But you I think we're we'll gonna do a copy of Windows for that do, as well. Yeah, but I have a copy of Windows. Okay. Um, I, I think I'm gonna test this out because I, I I'm really interested in what's the best way to run the like the five or six Windows apps, the Windows See, programs that I. I can't get on Mac. I used um, I used uh, VirtualBox and Parallels on my last Mac laptop, and and just found that neither of them. The, the thing with Parallels was, was always that it would be built in, like it's not running in a window. It just well, you can do that with VirtualBox too. You so make you, 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 you do a start menu. basically fake window management. Right. Yeah, um, I I just I found it better to just lean into the using native apps rather than trying. Well, to of course, if. Stuff. if this leaning, lean, leaning into you business, you've got, to, you, realize, you've, got, you've got to find a way to cap it. I we realized. actually did talk about this uh, at PaxCast. Yeah, um, I, I realized as soon so as I said Will, it, Will I tried to back out. You're, and you're, you're real. I mean, you've yeah, really yeah. cottoned on to it. I know. Yeah. Not intentionally. I think too. that's maybe the no. second or even the third time yeah, this podcast second, you've used it. Well, the first one doesn't count because it was in the, in the prequel where okay. we made the mistake. Okay. So, Will, you like saying lean in. Yes. I'm leaning in right now. You're leaning out. You like to lean into things. As a way of saying to... It's a lovely do, metaphor. Do embrace. Yeah, do more yeah, yeah, of. And, and right. Yeah, okay. As a, what's the opposite? Uh, step back. I, I guess. What was the other one? This was something that you said screenwriters get. Oh yeah, top spin on. is very oh, popular yeah. phrase add some these top days. Spins yeah, add a little script. top spin. A little bit, a little twist. So that means yeah, yeah just add, add a little something, a surprise or a, or, a, or a different angle. Keep them on their toes. Yeah. Nothing uh, wrong with that. You also say off the rails a lot. I do say off the rails a lot. It's, off the rails is probably my favorite expression of all time. Well, it was a iterative. Uh, Transition from off the rail from something else that was might have been offensive to off the rails. Yes, yes, um, yeah. So parallels. I, I, I just at this point, I feel like the Mac software ecosystem is strong enough. If you're in an enterprise and you have something that that you need that's only on Windows, I can see. Yeah, it seems like a niche, like that. a niche product. But yeah, the the kind of stuff I want to run on Windows isn't going to run in parallels anyway because it's going to require 3D acceleration because it's a game. Probably. Right, right. And Mac native gaming is even getting better. Uh, anything else we want to hit before I play the music? And Do you want to? We're testing. I, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna hit so it on about Steve. Uh, well, no, I thought you were gonna hit this when we were talking about tablets. I was surprised that um, you didn't mention any of the. Uh, there's, there's obviously been a little bit more movement on the HP touchpad side, right? Where HP is going to manufacture the one more run oh, and God. Yeah. maybe maybe even support I'd, them a okay, little bit. Thanks. I'd, I'd hope we'd forget this. Uh, yeah. So HP is. It sounds like going to actually make more touchpads to sell at a heavily discounted price mm. for the people who wanted to buy the $99 touchpads <laughs> so, and couldn't get throw them. Throw more money away because well, they cost $300 to make. The theory that I've heard is, they, and this, I guess, is the only one that makes any real sense, is that they already have the components sitting around. It actually doesn't cost that much to assemble them. They may as well they, oh, may, that, as well, I mean, that they, is, they may as well put them out there. The other theory I heard was that uh, they were wanted to increase the resale value of that arm of the business by... by uh, Building the infrastructure, the installed base of those of those devices, right. which is crazy town. Right. The the hey, we already have all the stuff to make these. Isn't that out of the question? But, but you know, so aside from doing this new run, which is a, a big surprise to a lot of people, 
Um, HP has also made some noises about how, you know, there may be some over-the-air updates and some support coming for WebOS. Like, it's not going to be a completely frozen platform. Like, it might be soon, but they're not completely done with it yet, which no, is good news as well. That's what it seems like. Uh, it's just definitely good. I, I just um, – well, like I said earlier – uh, people have been installing preware and turning off all the built-in logging and and uh, overclocking them a little bit and getting a much better experience out of the tablets. Of course, you overclocking your battery life is going to have a negative impact as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I I just I don't know how much we want to cover this because I don't think that there's that many people out there that have them ultimately. Really, even after everyone went crazy well, they to, sold to a buy them, hundred thousand at the outside. No, not not even that many. Yeah. So I mean, people went apeshit buying them, but they're like Ryan's order got canceled uh-huh. uh, because they couldn't because Office Depot or Office Max, whoever was selling them, sold forty five thousand more than they thought they had. And, and right. I mean, it's it's just it's a niche product. I think it'll be interesting when we get Android on those. Um, I think anybody who got one got a really great deal, and that's awesome. Yeah, you know, great congratulations. Perfect bathroom computer. There's, there'll, there'll be a very small, passionate kind of homebrew community out there, but it's you know it's, you know something that wasn't actually at the PAX cast. Happened after the PaxCast. Will, you signed one. I signed a touchpad, yeah. I yeah, that guy weird. brought a touchpad up for you to autograph. I signed a Zojirushi, too. You did? Yeah. That one already rubbed off. It was really cool because there was the silver pen and it looked really nice. I know. The, the silver black. pen on the back of the uh, the plastic back of the touchpad those? looked great. He yeah. asked me to write, uh, HP is clearly in it for the long haul. And you, which you did. I did. Yeah. I didn't, was gonna, didn't, didn't you want to write this was a bad purchase I, or something? I originally wanted to write, you should not buy an HP touchpad and then sign it. But I, I didn't do that. Um, so, so yeah, let, let me play the music and we'll talk about what we've been testing. You know, this podcast has been surprisingly tangent-free. Is that because we're on camera? Well, we had that first, that whole first 12-minute tangent about the Ewoks mm. and the job job. There's been a lot to talk about as well. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff in and the news. And Gary farted, so we talked about that for a little bit. That, that was, was a, a brief tangent. Yeah. Um, so PAX was a lot of fun. I'd never been to PAX before, which I feel like I've said about 50 times. Which, you know, for someone that enjoys board games as, as much as you, oh I'm surprised because it really is a huge part of PAX. People don't realize that. It's a yeah. huge part of it. Well, like two floors. Yeah. It's there massive. was a ton of board game stuff there. I, I, that, my one regret is that we didn't spend as much time in the board game area. Next time. I should have just gone one night when everybody was wanting to go to bed. I should have just gone down and started playing board games with random people. PAX is wonderful. It's my favorite event of, on the calendar now. And, you know, for me, it's, it's certainly it's going to be an annual. As long as they do it, I'm going to go every year. Yeah. Were you in for PAX East too? I'm even willing to consider going to PAX East. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I don't know if I'd do that. I like Seattle. The thing is you're going – I mean the whole reason why they invented PAX East is so that people on the other side of the country could enjoy it without having to come all the way over here. Right. Whereas we we already have it here. Why go over there? But if we can't – if we don't go over there, people on the East Coast won't be able to enjoy us. The reason to go is you know, if you like PAX so much that you want to have – you want to get a dose of it twice a year. I think think the PAX experience for me includes it being in downtown Seattle – Mm-hmm. And the people, but other Boston's people also very cool. Boston's I know, I know, rad, but dude. it's not in middle of Boston. It's it, it's not downtown Boston. Where it's is like, it? I it's kind know. of like it's somewhere in that like, area. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it but it, it, it's and also, it'd be interesting to see because Pax East is even bigger than Pax Prime at this right. point. No, no, is, no. Oh yes, they announced that Pax East was thirty nine thousand five hundred. Pax Prime this year was forty thousand even. Oh really? So suck it, Boston. Well, I, all, all I know is that the giant, when Giant Bomb do their panel at PAX East, it, like, the room's like twice the size. Mm, maybe the convention center's bigger. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think I think I I fear that PAX has probably outgrown that Seattle convention center. What was your number one highlight of PAX this year? I think that Fez game. Well, the panel was awesome. Taking, panel, take, the panel was good. Taking out things that are good for my ego aside. Um, it, I mean, it was lovely to get to meet people. I couldn't believe that people stood in line to come see us do our stupid show. 
And uh, and and yeah, yeah that was very like, gratifying. It was amazing. I mean, it was really great. We met a ton of readers at all sorts of different events. People were just like grabbing us on the escalator, and then we'd have to get ushed off to the side. Yeah, uh, we kept blocking people on the, on the escalator. More testities than giant bunties. Uh, probably def- it was close. I, if you count whiskey media teas as neutral, yes, then yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, it was really good. That Fez game is all, I cannot wait. Seems to, to be play most people's game. game of the show. Most well, people love it. You know, if you look at what like the big publishers brought, it was a little bit underwhelming compared to previous PAXs. Like last year, Duke Nukem made its. its I'm telling you, it's it's the same every year. You want to go to E3, you know, it's always over like in the Kentia Hall where the coolest stuff is. And a lot of people were complaining. Giant Bomb actually ran a story about it this week that PAX 10 was kind of stuck away in a part. I of thought the, that sucked. Yeah, it, yeah it was no stuck one away told in a you part where it was. It was like in the, 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 the it was like in the secret level, right? Yeah. Where nobody really mm-hmm. knew where well, to go. Once we we only caught it because we we wanted to find we the PAX it out. 10. Yeah, and if we hadn't been looking for it, we we may never have seen that whole section. Yeah. That's and where we, the Minecraft booth was. There was a, the Minecraft that was there, the PAX 10, which you know, uh, Word Fighter looked great, Fez looked great. I have that on my iPad now. We can play. It. Oh, cool! It's fantastic. You know, there was a bunch of really interesting games over there. Universe Sandbox that I'd never seen before yeah, was yeah. over there. That looked really fun. Um, they had a lot I, of I they had a lot that. of cool stuff. I bought that one when I was on sale a few months ago. Mm. You're, you're very cool, Will. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's really awesome for about 20 minutes. Some of the really interesting, like you know, kind of uber macho PC uh, rig builders were over there. That Cyber yeah. Power PC that I saw was really impressive. Uh, some cool stuff. Uh, the uh, Mega 64 guys were there selling t-shirts. Mega 64. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so often with with packs, you know, obviously, you know, I, you know, people coming from all over the country and you see these amazing booths and Firefall and all these crazy huge mega booths. But yeah. for me, the fun stuff is the more authentic, the smaller stuff where like you're walking around the hall and anywhere there's anywhere there's where there's a flat surface, someone has put a board game on it oh, and yeah. they're playing a board game. It's just oh, yeah. gaming. Freaks and geeks everywhere. Well, plus, you don't have to wait four hours in line to play well, that's Gears of War three. I can't yes. imagine. I can't imagine going to PAX and not, nothing against people who do wait in line because God help them. The people wait in line to see us. Like I would really limit the hell out of my line waiting at at that kind of show. Yeah, because there's so much stuff that you can do that doesn't involve waiting in line. Well, so right. awesome. I have no problem waiting in line for a panel. No, no, no. That's something. That's, that's something that's, unique. Yeah, that's very unique. But waiting but in to line watch so a five minute presentation of a minutes, game or something. Yeah, or t- play ten minutes of Mass Effect three, which. I mean, I'm going to play the hell out of it when it comes out. That you takes, can wait two months. I can wait two months, months, and I would want some context, yeah. that gameplay experience. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there were, there were very long lines for things like Mass Effect Three, for Uncharted, for Counter Strike Geo. You know, some of the, the the bigger A-list games of the show. The more That's I think true. about, it, actually, um, I don't like Counter Strike Go. Really? Really? It's, it's not Counter Strike. It felt like Counter Strike to me. No, it's not about the shield. It's, it's about, it's not, it wasn't a Twitch shooter. Counter Strike has always been a Twitch shooter. We were playing on game pads. We'll buy it when it comes out. We'll I'm play still going to try the beta. Yeah. Um, I, so it was funny. Wonko, we posted the PAX panel on uh, Tuesday night maybe? Monday night? I can't remember. Yesterday? Yesterday, Wednesday, whatever day it was. October? Yeah. Um, it, mad props to the enforcers who were working Serpent Theater who saved the podcast Yeah, because you fucked up, right? Well, I, I apparently – you know that thing on the OSN when you unplug a thumb drive without ejecting it and it says, hey, you shouldn't do that mm-hmm. and nothing ever happens? Yeah. Well, it happened. Uh, so I yanked it out when it when the copy was finished, and apparently it was right caching or something, and and uh, bad things happened. I I, I don't know. Exactly so the enforcers saved the, the day. enforcers saved the podcast for us. So thank you, uh, Kupo and uh, Theros. I think it's also nice to meet uh, Sam Cook. Name. He's uh, one of our yeah. writers. Yep. He's a, it was yep. an enforcer. We also debuted the uh, vid rhythm video that we made that will be oh, up yeah. on the site next week, right? Yeah, We're going to debut that. Week. That'll be available to everyone next week. Yeah, Drake is holding it hostage until he comes to San Francisco for uh, an unnamed event next Friday. Yes. Um, 
uh, let's see what else we played the Penny Arcade uh, C- uh, card game, card building, which game. we enjoyed. I'm getting a copy of it so we can play it more. Dude, I was so pissed because my intention was literally I came home on Sunday night and was like, I'm going to order that because my wife and I will play the shit out of that. It's good. it's fun. Yeah. Um, and went to order it, and it's not available for like a month and a half. Mm. So then you pulled strings, and you're getting a. Copy. I, I, you know, that doesn't I, help me though. Whatever we can, I'll bring it over. Sure. We can all play it together. Yeah. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. It's basically Dominion, which is really the one collectible – it's not even really collectible, but the one card game. It's a card deck building game. Card deck building game that – so, yeah. you know, you introduced me to Dominion. I really enjoy it. And this is basically Dominion with a Penny Arcade skin, which is great. It's a lot of fun. Well, there's a lot of opportunity for dick jokes because there's, there's – Dick jokes, scrotums, a lot of fecal humor. You know, we like right. that sort of thing. Basically Dominion, uh, two two competing economies. It's a, it's a fun game. You know what? Uh, people also recommended Ascension to us. But you got on oh, your uh, iPad, right? So I we're going to play that at some point. Five bucks. Best five bucks I've spent on an iPhone game, iOS game in ages. Uh, it's it's very similar to uh, um, the Penny Arcade thing in that there are both uh, skills that uh, – that there's basically two economies. So there's two different resources you have to collect and they work f- toward different things. I think I actually like Ascension better than the Penny And Arcade the thing game. is I like – I actually like the idea of playing the digital version of these games because, you know, they keep score for you and, you know, you never lose track of like whose turn it is I or anything. I like that. But actually I found that when I was playing Ascension just on the iPad – I wasn't paying attention to the cards, the details in the cards as much. Mm. When I'm playing the physical version, whether it's Dominion or the Penny Arcade one, I read the cards more carefully. It's, it's okay. great to learn, though, because the AI is pretty good, at least in the Ascension game. So you can play um, you can play against the AI and play a bunch of games really quickly to kind of get the flow of the game, get yeah. the feel of the game. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to go play a, a new game someplace, I think I'm actually going to buy the Ascension game, the physical game, so we can play when people come over. Right. Um, and, and it's a good way to learn. Is what and I'm apparently there is a, there's an iOS version of the Penny Arcade game coming, coming. as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe we'll see if we can get in the beta for that. I'd love to try that out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, uh, what else did we see at, at PAX? What was your favorite thing at PAX, Norm? Um, I really like Fez. Um, I don't think I saw too many other games. We played some CSGO. Yeah, I didn't, didn't like that that much. The thing that I love about PAX is it just goes all night. Like, yeah, I mean, you can play you can, you can play games late into the night, you yeah. know, and just it's just it's just a twenty four seven enterprise. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to play Battlefield three. I would like to have seen really, Battlefield yeah. on PC. Although uh, some of some player. of uh, our former colleagues at PC Gamer said they were underwhelmed by it. Well, they oh, played the console PS three version oh, at the okay. EA booth, which was a co op mission. Um, oh, the tables. The ta- oh, the, oh, oh, the fancy yeah. tables, the geek chic tables. Talk they about were those in last week's They show. were wonderful. Yeah, a uh, cafe Ludro. Oh uh, yeah, we had some we had some, we had some good yeah, coffee. A little we, bit of a coffee quest we, going on. We didn't make it. Uh, there were a bunch of there's a stump town and some other uh, uh, Valencia or Val- Valeria, I think. Uh, we didn't make it there because it was too long a walk, and we had one person with an injured hoof. Um, but yeah, it was it was a uh, it was uh, Cafe Ludro filled the need. Nice. I, re- I I really enjoyed playing uh, classic consoles as well. Oh, that was fantastic! Mm-hmm. I forgot about you know Mario Kart. 64. Fucking holds up, dude. Even though, well, it still has the bad rubber banding issues, right? Mm, well, I mean, what racing game doesn't, unfortunately? Well, no, but I mean, it, 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 it doesn't do the speed issue. What it does is gives the person who's sucking really amazing power. I think that's fine. Right. I think that's part of the game. Right. So that's kind of rubber, that's, that's kind of rubber banding in a, love, in a it, less it, offensive it way. It gives you a different strategy so that if you're playing four players or if you're playing um, even two players and you're in the lead, 
and the guy can fall back, can choose to fall back behind. Well, you don't want to be in the lead. Well, exactly. You could, your, the other player in second place can choose to fall back behind intentionally, depending on how close the pack is. That's true. Just to get the spiky shell. Yeah. And then if you see that, you can be aware of that, and you can fall to second place so you don't true. get hit. There's a lot of strategy involved. With battle mode. Battle mode in N60 and oh, Mario terrific. Kart 64 oh, is the yeah. best. The other thing that uh, that it really I found very instructive, and I was just talking to, to uh, Jeff Gersman outside about this, is that um, you know we all like these nostalgia games. We all like to play the retro games of our youth, and you know it's great that all these emulators are available now. You go on Xbox Live or WiiWare or whatever, and great and, and get all these old games um, that otherwise you know you'd have to go dust off your old you know consoles that you might not even have anymore. And though, though, I mean it's it's great in a pinch to be able to play those games again, but. It's not the same as really playing the true originals on the original hardware with the with the game pads as you remember them. I mean, that's that's the way it should be done, and not everyone really can do that anymore. But it's it made me really feel like the emulated nostalgia experience is not really the true experience that you get when you have the original See, hardware. I disagree because I, I sat down the the one thing that took me aback on the N sixty four Mario Kart was exactly how shitty that controller was. Oh, I loved the N64 oh my God, controller. It's so uncomfortable. What? When that first came out, I was blown away by thing? I was I blown it. away by the N64 controller. You hold controller. it in the middle. Yeah. I understand. I I understand how it works. <laughs> analog stick. I Z I love having the analog stick. I like the I like the actual controls. I just think it's an uncomfortable controller. The, the N64 controller, controller the is one of the great controllers. Oh, you're so wrong. Now, on the other hand, we played some Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast. Yes. That controller is That controller up. does not hold up. No, that was a dumb controller even then. <laughs> That was so it, yes. Tall. Yeah, it was like you held it in the wrong place. It was not comfortable at all. And those double memory cartridges. And yeah. I, yeah, the the VMUs, remember those? It's, oh, God. You could a little Pokemon game. In yeah. There. The, thing that, the thing that I really detested about the N- uh, – my favorite controller of all time is the GameCube controller. Okay. Uh, that's really? That, yeah. The ball it's all right. sack? It's all right. Huh? The ball sack? Why was it the ball sack? Oh, it does look a bit like a ball yeah, sack. kind of, yeah. But it, I, I don't like the second – the second analog stick at all. It's a bad second analog stick, mm-hmm. but everything else about it is perfect. It's a good controller. The cable was too short, so the WaveBird was really the way to go. Well, the WaveBird was definitely, yeah. You know, you can play all your virtual console games with a WaveBird. That's amazing, isn't it? I, I love that you can do that. favorite part of the whole. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got I to gotta get a WaveBird. Not, uh, not with the new Wii. Well, I don't care. I'm not going to buy that. I already have a Wii. All right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's our packs. Did we test anything else out? Have we uh, Let's see. We, we shot a quick look earlier this week. We've been shooting stuff for the second episode of Tested the Show. Yep. You know what I want you guys to get in? It's been all the rage this week. Everyone's been posting it. Is this new uh, Wacom Inkling. We did, yeah. We're yeah, already, uh, already contacted. You're, yeah. you're on the case yep. there? Looks pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, okay, actually, we should talk about that. Uh, everyone says it's amazing. It's technology that's been out for a while. Do what you is a special paper? That's, no, any here's, paper. Is the any thing. paper. So there's technology in both the pen and also there's the sensors, infrared and ultrasonic, I believe. There's a, Everything comes in this cool case. Pop it open. On the hinge is where the pen... Is kept. So you pull right. the pen. Oh, that's interesting. And the pen has uh, uses uh, regular like one millimeter ballpoint refills. Okay. So you can actually draw. Um, and in I guess in the pen where uh, when you push down, it's not in the tip, is where the pressure sensitivity uh, gets detected. Um, but then you can use any any type of paper. You clamp on top a little sensor that has infrared, you know, shoots infrared beams. Like you literally like a little plastic bag clip that mm-hmm. that goes on the top of the page, yep. and it shoots uh, ultrasonic and infrared signals, right. bounces right. back. And then you can tap the sensor to uh, change layers, which and that's amazing. So exactly, so you can draw, draw, draw. So it's like oh, Photoshop, but on a button. regular sheet of paper. Hit the button, and, and then, then you get can different you layers. Export the layers, and yes, it's like a PS4 well, everything. Thing? And then the the uh, the sensor oh, is where oh, all the info oh, is kept, right? So you plug that via USB into your computer, and it's all vector 
in addition to bitmaps, it's vector images. Oh, that's yeah, Mike, crazy. Mike from Penny Arcade, who does all his comics yeah, on a Wacom a tablet, um, uh, posted uh, posted a it's link saying it looks looked pretty amazing. So I mean, th- this is the great thing if you if you are someone who likes to uh, who likes to sketch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who likes you just want to have to carry around a tablet or whatever. It's amazing that you can just whatever regular paper notepad uh, you might have. You know, go sketch away. Gotcha. And then you plug the little device into your laptop and it imports all those different layers into it, just yeah. how you drew them. So a lot of people complain about the price. It's 200 bucks. 200 bucks. This seems like future technology, though. I mean, for 200, I mean, it's pretty incredible. If 200 bucks, I think, why not? Well, if they're competing against those tablets, uh, the things that use the special paper, those are a lot cheaper. They're like $79, $99, something like right. that. But they get you on the paper refills. But that's the, the thing. The fact you can expensive. use this on any paper, that's yeah. what makes it magical. I mean, the interesting thing to me is if you – what if you put it on like a – on a on a uh, easel with a big pad, you know, and do that kind of thing? Uh, I don't know. Seems like – it seems pretty neat. Uh, we'll get it and test it out. I'm much more interested now than I was when I read the press release. Do you have anyone here that can actually draw? Um, Anna can, can play draw. Oh, Anna can draw. You should get Anna to try we it out. play Pictionary. That too. We can play Pictionary live on the internet. Live inkling Pictionary. Comes out in September. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we, uh, I'm very interested to look. I can't draw, but I just think it's we should do technology. a drawing session. Yeah, big live or record a, a drawing sounds, session. We can do a yeah, and then tweak it later. Terrible. You know, the vectors to make our drawings that much better. I have a couple of artist friends, comic book artists that I think would be very interested in it. Oh yeah. Any other uh, what we've been testing? What have you been testing, Norm? Oh, you put you shot your Transformer reviews up. Um, I'm still disappointed that the uh, the the volume button got stuck in the last two weeks, and so it's been rebooting on me nonstop. So you haven't been able to use it. Yeah, well, I, I can use it until the battery runs out. If I forget to charge it for a day, then then it doesn't work. Um, Bummer. That's a known problem with that tablet, right? Uh, I think it's a few people Message on the forums, yes, yeah. have reported that problem. Well, I guess that will do it for uh, what we've been testing this week. Oh, we're getting a bunch of uh, headphone stuff in, and we're getting a bunch earphones. of uh, earphones and other other stuff. So yeah. stay tuned. More looks coming. Uh, if you have a question for This Is Only a Test, you can ask it uh, by going to uh, sending an email to podcasttested.com. It's pretty easy. Uh, we have one audio question this week. Norm, do you want to read the non-audio questions first? I never got an email to me. I sent it to you via nope. email. I am looking at my email right now. So, Well, I'm going to read the question then. And people- no, you will not read the question because uh, people read- have complained about you reading the question. Yeah, they don't like your uh, voice apparently. Bah. Bah. Your cadence does not is not pleasing well, to I their ears. I think it's because ears. Will rushes through the reading. He does. He kind of he. It's not. It's not like a dramatic. It, reading. It's like he's whole, It's like he's trying to do it in one breath. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Okay, take your time. David asks, "Hey, Will, Norm, and Gary, I'm watching your watching live on the stream and going to try a, try to squeeze a live question in. I even got to watch the super secret unrecorded section. I don't know who he's talking about with a super secret unrecorded section. It wasn't that secret since it went out to everybody. Yeah. Uh, after your use of the heart rate monitor, any plans to review any more exercise and health equipment? I'm training for a run and want to use tech to help me out, but there are many options. Dedicated device, phone app, run keeper, Endomondo, Nike Plus, the list is endless. What do you guys use or suggest? Thanks and always be testing. I, I, as, as cool as the uh, like the the heart rate monitor, the Scotchy thing, the Scotchy um, track, my track was um, the problem is still that's attached to a phone, and I like technology to be integrated with my fitness as unobtrusive as possible. You don't so want to care. The, the armband is armband's fine. I don't want to have to carry the phone. Yeah, I don't like carrying the phone. That's why Nike Plus works. It's because it's built into the shoe, right? 
and well, it you works still with have to carry iPod, an iPod Nano. Nano and the Nano. Or touch. Yeah, and a lot of people with the Nano watches. So that's the only reason I would recommend getting the, like the, the strap for the Nano uh-huh. is because then you're not actually holding it, um, and it still works with Nike Plus. I don't think you really need to monitor your heart rate when you're running out in the. Um, I think you do it. You uh, do that occasionally. Uh, outside, right? yeah, you do it occasionally, or just trust the ones, trust the heart rate monitors on the treadmills. They're not very good usually. Yeah, they typically they, are not that great. They're serviceable. Typically, unless you have the thing around your chest, then the heart rate monitor is right. not particularly good. The, the grabbing good. and measuring your fingertips, right. not, not, so, not good. so good. Um, but what matters more is about your pacing and what Nike Plus provides. And, and, and you know, the calories burned, not so much. If you're training for a run, it's really about you know, how you're doing uh, throughout the entire course of your, your exercise. I've got another question here. Okay. Sean asks... I recently purchased the latest low-end MacBook Pro as I'm heading to university in a week and a half. Well, that's a weird place for a comma. Uh, he's taking computing and maths courses in the UK, uh, and a computer that lasts would be handy. After my uni and this is yeah. After my university said the course was Mac friendly, my new computer was bought. I was wondering whether you had any recommendations for a word processor presentation package, etc. Would you prefer iWork or Microsoft Office for Mac? Sincerely, Sean. Um, if he wants word processor and presentation, I think Pages and Keynote is really all he needs, right? And that's that's what iWork is. Well, it depends on what what you use. Uh, depends on what you what deal your university has. Frequently, you can get Microsoft Office very inexpensively through the university computer store. Uh, in some cases, it's free. Some cases it's fifty dollars, and some cases it's twenty bucks. But it's basically like the home and student edition, which right. is, I think, Word, Excel, uh, PowerPoint, OneNote, and uh, some other crap that people will probably never use. Um, I would use whatever your professors use. It's a good idea. Like it, you, basically, the worst possible scenario is that you send a file over to your professor; they can't open it because they don't have the appropriate reader for it. And if you use pages, perfect excuse, then it's like, oh, no, you the, it's, it's, that's an excuse that never works. Never works. Never, never, never works, works, kids. That's a good tip. Uh, yeah. So if, if your university is office, use office or just always be really careful about saving as PDF or whatever. Right. Uh, and that uh, let me play the audio question. Hey, guys, this is Andrew from Perth, Australia. Uh, my piece of hometown trivia is that the actor Heath Ledger grew up here and I actually went to the same high school as him. Anyway, okay. I've been running a video game website on the side for about a year or so now, and in August I went to Gamescom in Germany and managed to get a few interviews of developers. Uh, I used my my old Sony Handycam, which does 1080p and has mic input, but the picture quality really isn't that great. So now I'm looking to buy a new video camera. My budget is around $1,000 and it needs to have mic input and obviously do 1080p. It's have a decent like, camera sensor, so it doesn't look horrible. Um, a trend I've noticed is people using DSLRs as video cameras because they're really good sensors. Uh, how well do they work from what you've seen? Any suggestions you guys have would be great. Um, keep up the great work with the podcast and always be testing. So that was a edit? weird cut edit in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, like, yeah, like, like three different yeah. segments there. Yeah. Um, uh, I would not recommend if his budget's just $1,000 just to get a DSLR because the DSLR, even like the, the nice, you know, the Rebels, even like you can get T2i, newest one's a T3i. They're like 700 bucks, right? They are, but then you can't just get the camera. Well, you, you have wanna, to get an audio rig too. You got to get a, 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 and you got to get a monopod. Um, they well, fine cameras. handhold thing. Right. So for $1,000, you're not going to get all that. I'd still recommend... Um, just a high oh gosh, end. Just, for a thousand odd dollars these days, I imagine yeah, you can yeah. get a pretty good camcorder. Yeah, yeah. Do they still call them camcorders? I guess they do. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Canon has been releasing them. So is Sony, Panasonic. Um, 
they're fine. They all do 1080p and they have audio in. Some of them will even record in like, you know, 5.1 surround and if, do if kinds you, of crazy stuff. If you want to go the route of the DSLR, then the things that you need to get are a microphone, some sort of audio recording device. Uh, uh, I mean, basically, if you're looking to do this, there's packages people sell. And I know that's the case because I see people all the time at events with the same exact uh, grip and audio recorder and all that tied to the device. But keep in mind, those DSLRs, a lot of them can only shoot for limited t- segments. You can't get long, like 30-minute footage. That's fine, though. And also, you're not being able to adjust focus and aperture. And well, stuff. you can. You just have to do it manually. Well, no, you can't do it like, while you're shooting. Yeah, yeah You can, ju- you do can it adjust manually. focus manually, yes. yeah. But so it's, it's hard to yourself do. in that. And if you're yeah. interviewing someone and shooting at the same time, let me ask you this. It's, when you buy a DSLR, it's a, a good one, like a Canon 5D or something. It's obviously great because you get a tre- tremendous still camera. Yeah. And you also get a very, very capable HD video camera. Right. Does it work the other way where if you buy a really good HD video no. camera, you can take great still pictures? No, no, no. Okay. Because the, the sensors usually on HD video cameras are 1080p sensors. So okay. So 20 by 1080 Right. So not that great. Um, the, the other thing to think about when you're buying these, you might actually be better off with uh, like a cheap, almost disposable $150 or $200 uh, like throwaway cam that'll do whatever resolution you want. If you're posting these on the web, I, did he say where he, what he was going to do with these? Website. Yeah, if you're posting them on the web, I mean, it is even, I most, mean, most, you're probably not going to go much over 480p or maybe 720p if you're posting to YouTube. Yeah. So Always posting 720p. So get a, a flip or something like that is uh, not a flip, obviously, because they don't make those anymore, really. Yeah. But or even just the, even just the camera on your smartphone can be pretty decent yeah, these days. It's not, you can't do external mic most of the time with the camera on your uh, smartphone. Okay. So you, what you want to do is get something that has a uh, line in or mic in rather. Right. Uh, and then get a decent powered mic that you can plug in. Right. Uh, and use for that kind of a... Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And let's see, last question. This one's for you, Gary. Justin asks, hey, Gary, whatever happened to baconaficionado.com? It needs to come back. Um, like many things, I got bored with it. Okay. My When I when I was a kid, my mother used to call me a five-minute wonder, which is to say, you know, my interest... Better in, your mom than your girlfriend. I, I suppose. Um you know, which is to say that, you know, you, you become very interested in something and then five minutes later you're bored and want to do the next thing. So bacon aficionado, I still like to eat bacon. I discovered I like eating bacon more than I like writing about it. There's only so many ways you can say, hey, I really like bacon. I still eat as much bacon, if not more, than I ever did, you know, because yeah. you know, on my low-carb diet, you know, it's, it's considered – but in, on a low-carb diet, bacon is basically broccoli. Like it's considered like the ultimate health food. Um, so you That know, should be a warning sign, man. <laughs> That should be a warning sign. I lost uh, 38 pounds eating bacon, so you tell me if it's good or bad. Well, I, I'm impressed. And cholesterol? pounds eating bacon. Um, haven't had that tested recently. <laughs> they had to invent a new scale no, actually, to measure no, your cholesterol. I, t- I, I tell a lie. Actually, my cholesterol is still pretty high, but it needs to come down. Um, I'm Enjoy having my oatmeal. I'm having my test my uh, my cholesterol tested again in a couple of months, and so we'll see. And I stepped up my ex- I, I do a lot more exercise these days than I had been doing. Well, you lost a lot of weight, so you could do more exercise. Yeah, it's I mean, easier. You know, it becomes easy to do the exercise once you once you're losing the weight because like every push up or pull up or whatever you do, it's it's less yeah, weight. Of course. Um, so my cholesterol is still pretty high, but I think it always was high because you know I ate like shit for many many years. Right. I'm gonna get tested again in a couple of months, and we'll see we'll see where we are. Cool. I actually don't eat that much bacon anymore. I cut I cut down a little bit. It's too salty. Yeah, I tried uncured bacon recently. It's actually pretty good. I like uncured bacon. Yeah. We've been eating a lot of that. It's really nice in salads. So you make like a Cobb salad or something and just do a little tiny bit of bacon. You get a lot of bacon flavor with just a little bacon. Mm. 
Uh, so that'll do it for questions this week for us. As always, if you have a question, the email address is podcast at tested.com. Keep the questions short, 45 seconds or less. I think Gary just farted again. No, I haven't farted. Oh, okay. Trust me, you'll know. Oh, you, you, you looked like you were getting ready to lean. No, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of okay, getting a bit, towards the, the podcast, getting something a bit restless. Okay, it's, it's about 90 degrees in here. No WMA files. Keep the questions short. Hometown Trivia is always welcome. Also, uh. if in addition to Hometown Trivia, you can do home tri- Hometown Trivia or send us a Would You Rather. So oh, that's right. I got to tell you something. Jeff told me that Would You Rather is a super, super, super common improv training technique. I, so I, we ripped it, off something doesn't that, matter. that I don't, I don't care. do inadvertently. You still think you like would you rather? I would love with it. Would you rather? It's it's great fun. Although again, I I find your I find your answers baffling. Yeah, your answers are crazy. That's why it's fun. Oh God, I think you're just giving contrarian answers now. You're honoring it. No, come on, everyone agreed. You kicked the twelve. Everyone agreed about the duck horse thing, but the the plate of poop versus pint of urine was just your answer. Specifically, your own poop. Yeah, or Will's. I would rather do anything than eat my own poop. I know what I eat. It's gross. Yeah, you don't want that going back in. So that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we've got a big live live show live. This time it's really live starting next Friday. Uh, are you excited about that, Norm? Very. Gary, are you excited about that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna, I think I might uh, take the day off school. Oh, cool. Play, hook, play hooky should, and come you over. come by, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to be a crazy short week next week then. So we have some surprises planned. We're doing uh, – I don't know if – I don't know what I should talk about actually. I don't uh, think you can talk about anything. One thing that is very important to talk about is – Updating your credit card information if you are a paying member. Uh, you need to do that in order to resubscribe and might as well do it now before all the all the rush. Mm. Get in early is what I say. Yeah. Um, we also, of course, will be doing other things next week. There's a lot of content coming up on the site. I can't remember what any of it is off the top of my head right now. Do you remember, Norm? Yeah, I actually do, but I have, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Oh, okay. So this has been This Is Only a Test. I'm Will Smith. Oh, chat's back. Yeah, if you guys were in the stream, uh, chat's back up and live. Apparently, we had a deploy that happened while we were live, and nobody realized that we were live before they deployed, and that broke everything, it seems. It may be that the old chat is still working. I don't know. We could have two different chats watching this stream right now. It's crazy. We do, actually. I got to redirect people back to test and chat and not So just reload the page, and it'll work. Um I'm going to do a real outro now because the last one, I'll have to cut this one back in. So uh, that's been another episode of This Is Only Test. We're on every Thursday. Uh, If you are going to be watching the Big Live Live Show live and want to support us, go check your page on auth.whiskeymedia.com and make sure your credit card information is up to date so you can renew automatically with no hassle and you will get all the awesome member benefits that that entails, including a $15 coupon to use in our Whiskey Media store. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff. Mobile sites. Uh, daily subscriber content like this live stream podcast that you could have been listening to if you were a premium member. Yeah. Uh, what else are we going to do? We, uh, uh, we got stickers. Yeah, a high def video on your TV if you have a Roku boxy box. All sorts of other stuff. We have stickers. You can buy stickers if you want. Um, there's some other stuff. Daily Fun segments. Subscriber only content. Daily. You can uh, call in on the uh, the, ba- the red oh, phone. Yeah, the red- oh my god, the big red phone. Go to tested.com slash red phone. If you're a member, you can just call. I, I saw it. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Jeff Gersman about it just now uh, before the podcast. And yeah. uh, I said, so how does it work? And the, 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 the phone rang. So he's like, I'll show you. He picked up the phone and it was a, a Whiskey Media member. subscriber. Yeah. And, you know, so the phone's on a webcam, right? So to ensure yeah. that it's not just people that have the phone number because anyone can get it. pretty complicated 
like, it took me two days to set that up. Technology. There's a whole so there's a whole thing where so Jeff like will pick up like a random comic book, hold it in front of the camera, and say, "What am I holding right now?" To confirm that they're seeing the live stream and therefore are a paid member. And then once you've gone through that kind of retina scan authorization yeah. procedure, Sometimes Jeff, Jeff really- had like a 50 minute conversation on the phone with some reader about like video games that he's in, looking forward Sometimes to. Sometimes it's really complex. Sometimes like somebody holds up something, some album from 1975, and is like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Yeah, this was that album is older than me." Yeah, and then sometimes you just hold up like two fingers, and you say, "How many fingers am I holding?" I gotta say, you guys do as as whiskey meter in general do better and more impressive like community outreach interaction stuff with your fans than I think any other site out there. So you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, one of the things that came up in the PAX podcast thread was Wonko, uh, Wonko thirty three, I think, or maybe Wonko sixty six. I can't remember. He's Wonko. I assume he's Wonko the Sane. Uh, posted. That uh, basically he he was like it was weird meeting us at PAX. Like he wrote a really nice long post. It's weird for us meeting these people. Dude, that's what I was gonna say. It is every bit as weird for us because I mean we're just normal dudes. I don't think anyone's listening to us. Yeah, this conversation is happening right now. I try to try my best not to think that anybody's listening. Yeah, but yeah, I mean uh, PAX is weird because like you go up and and everybody it's. It's the closest I'm ever going to be to being a celebrity because literally we were walking through the place. I, I It's not something I am super – like I, I love meeting you guys. Well, you've never been recognized in public before? Once or twice, but it's usually super uncomfortable Ooh, like Eight for times involved. in the past year. OK. Well, when we go to the ferry building, yeah, and at GameStop and places where there's nerds. The best is when I'm with a girl. Yeah. Well, that's that's it's doesn't awesome. do me any good. Has that ever happened when you've been recognized when you were with a girl? Awesome. Yeah, four times. Oh, past. like when they thought you had the, the AIDS testing shirt on? No, 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 no. Oh, you're saying that the girl is going to dig you more if they think you've got some degree of fame. Internet celebrity. Internet. It's an internet celebrity, real celebrity, though. At this point, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, Wonko's whole point was it's it's weird, like, listening to us all the time and watching videos and stuff like that and then getting to actually hang out with us. Yeah. Um, And and I thought it was weird, but it's actually really nice because, like, we got good feedback from people about stuff they do and don't like that we do. Um, I mean, but it is weird because you you know people from the internet, yeah. kinda. Like I, you know, I I interact with my Twitter followers, and you know, every and then so it packs someone will come up and say, "Oh, hey Gary, it's like I'm Boingo sixty four from Twitter or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, it's like I remember you don't your think, username." You, it sounds weird, but you don't almost think of them as real people, like, and then they are kind of manifest this in is, front of you. You're like, "Oh shit, you're actually a real person." This is why I sometimes worry about your psychopathy. How's that? Because they are real people. They're very clearly real people. Um, yes, but it's easy to forget that though. In the same way that it's easy to forget that there are thousands of people listening to this podcast. Okay, fair enough. So anyway, uh, this has been This Is Only a Test. Let's continue this in fake outtakes. Which one should I play? Ninja. Hi there, I didn't see you. Test it. It's our job. Sometimes we do stuff that's awesome. Sometimes we do stuff that's just dumb. It's really hot in this room. That was the best part about the PAX panel is it wasn't 90 degrees in there at the end. I kind of felt like we didn't have quite the same energy that we had. I didn't like it at all. We had in the room because I mean, it's complete. It was a completely different. It didn't feel like doing a regular podcast to me at all. No, no. You know what it is? It's because we were all facing the room and we couldn't. We had no. We couldn't. You have to keep like doing this. And it's just like having this video camera on us right now. We had to acknowledge. We felt like. 
some of us have felt like we had to acknowledge the crowd. I don't think But it's easy for me to forget that that's there. Yes. You can't forget that there's five or 600 people, however many it was, sitting in front of you. They're always there. To me, to me, here's the thing. We all like to talk a lot. Well, you and I like to talk a lot, Gary. But Norm likes to surf Norm, the internet. Norm likes to surf the internet. And like when you're talking and I want to jump in, I kind of make a little hand gesture, kind of look you in the eye. I can get a sense and, that you're pregnant with right. something to <laughs> and, say, yes. And when you or I were sitting there on the stage, we were both dead stared out into the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, did the, well, did the uh, turn, hey, Gary's talking a lot thing. Yeah, I just did the uncomfortable turn to Norm, which then made him uncomfortable. And I looked away. I, the thing is, I wasn't – like I was really excited, like super duper excited. And nervous. I, you know, I well, wasn't you, super, you were, you were. super nervous. I, I mean, I didn't oh have the Oh, my butter- God. Super nervous. I didn't have the butterflies or any of that stuff, but I was very, very excited and super coffeeed up. I was talking really fast. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was really fun. It was it was great. And uh, we I did- don't know what the fans would have liked more. Like, what we gave them, which was some interaction, some acknowledgement. It was like about there was a laugh. Have you listened to it? It was There's really, a laugh track. it's really he- weird to hear it with a oh, laugh yeah. track. They laughed at the, the things that weren't funny. Well, that, very, that's very and, and that's well, and that's the other thing is that there's no you get instant audience feedback, instant audience feedback, right? Like, well, I'll, we'll throw around jokes and stuff yeah. in here. We have no idea what's funny. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you put out a joke and you're like, if people laugh, you go great. Sometimes they might laugh at unexpected things. Sometimes you say something you think is going to be funny and it doesn't get a laugh, and you're like, oh shit. Well, so it, it end, feels much more like a performance. At the it, end, it does, at yeah. the end, I was just trying out stuff to see what would work oh, and what. Yeah, you, yeah, you it really were. Bad. You were just throwing everything out yeah. there. Yeah, it was. It was. It got a little. That, that, yeah, but uh, the best best part of the podcast I like when we do it just the three of us in the room is when we do find the gems and we know it's podcast gold and we crack ourselves up. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we could do that on stage. It's nice to get well, I bet you know, occasionally we did get that validation. Basically anytime that we went to like scatological humor oh, yeah, or talked jokes. about, you know, kind of weird homoerotic encounters, the audience I mean, so but you don't but you what you don't want to do is you don't get stuck at you really go, Oh well they like that, let's do more and then yeah. then, then everything you're doing is yeah, like poop down, jokes. Down the road. Yeah. Uh so so let's talk about let's have some fake outtakes. What should we talk about? Um a bunch of science stuff this week. What, what? Is there you send me some links this week said science. Oh, I, 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 I wanted them. you to. I wanted. I thought that was a news story. No, I thought that I one would be a good news story. Yeah. Hey, how do you feel about me being verified on Google and Twitter? Oh, fuck on Google too. Google Plus and well, Twitter. I'm, ver- I'm verified on both. I'm here as a Google team Google of people. What's that? You had a teamwork. Did you get your agent to do this? I, I there were dark internet magics that happened, and I cannot talk about them publicly. But yes, that's some horse shit right there. The, the f- as soon as I saw that little check mark, the first thing I thought was, "You, you guys are going." You know, be if annoyed. you change your location, the check mark goes away. Is that right? You can never change your location again. Well, I don't, I don't think I don't even know if I even have my location in there. It says San Francisco. Or oh well, yeah, I'm not planning on leaving San Francisco. I just, I yeah, I it made me. Look I don't sad. think you can ever get verified. Well, I would the, love to. The quote, the quote you, the quote you said to me today was fantastic. When you were like, "There's nothing, <laughs> was it like, nothing, I, nothing in life I want more than to be verified on Twitter and have twenty million dollars." But the fact that you are Will Smith, yeah. I think, is a big check mark against you because it would just yep. cause confusion. The ver- I, yeah. People would assume that the verified Will Smith has got to be the most famous one, right? I, I'm going to go ahead and say, having the my Twitter username in the last. Three weeks since that ridiculous Will Smith getting divorced story came mm, out, yeah, has been awful. Can you confirm or deny? You showed me your phone at PAX for some reason. There was something you wanted me to see, and I was looking. No, I, I know what I was doing. I went to for some reason. I was looking for something on your Twitter feed, yeah, and I went to your at replies on your Twitter feed. And your Twitter life is just fucking miserable, isn't it? Because well, it's, it's all up, people that think you're the other Will here's Smith. The thing is, it's real up and down. Like on weekdays, it's usually fine. Yeah, it's weekends when either Bad Boys, Independence Day, um, 
Uh, really, any Will Smith movie? No, no. There's only some that people tweet about. Oh, okay. Pursuit of Happiness. Yep. People really like. Yeah. Um, Will, uh, Fresh Prince. They never talk about Wild Wild West. They never talk about Bad Boys One. I don't know why, because huh. Bad Boys One I thought was, was much good better. Bad Boys right. Two. Bad right. Boys One made him. Next no. Hero. Yeah. That was his first big movie. I that guess was, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Which was gonna be John Lovitz and um, Dana Carvey. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm being one hundred percent serious. True? Yes, oh, that's on horrible. Bad Boys. And then Michael Bay came in and said, let's get some comedians. Like, you know, and Somebody who's really Martin funny. Lawrence. Yeah, let's not get John Lovitz and Dana Covey. Let's get some comedians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Accidental super burn. Um, yeah, so weekends are bad. That's, it's, why, it's, that's why I've been falling off of Twitter on weekends. Maybe, maybe change your Twitter name and I've give been, yourself I've a better shot. About it. No, I've been, don't change your Twitter name. I mean, it would make all this go away. Don't do it. No, don't do it. The only problem is it's so many places now it would be really hard to figure out where That's where not they the excuse. I, I just, the, be- the pros outweigh the cons. I, uh, Landslide. I mean, you already do it on other like, on other services. Your name is not just Will Smith. It's something else, right? No, it's almost always Will Smith. I'm usually really fast on signing up for new services. Oh, uh, okay. The only one I don't have is Facebook because those bastards reserved it for him. Oh, did they? Yeah, he got early access to the Facebook short name thing. Oh, uh, right. Um, and Google Plus doesn't have short names. Right. So yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's a mix. It's a it's a blessing and a curse. I'm, I, I must when I uh, being verified on Twitter, it felt like a bit of a holy grail thing. And now that I actually am, it kind of it, I'm not it's as dumb. it doesn't feel. I don't feel it's like I'm. Asshole. It doesn't feel as wonderful as I as I hoped it would. So maybe that'll make you feel a bit better. It's not as great as you think. Well, if you can't do that, can you give me the twenty million dollars? I don't have twenty million dollars. <sighs> the other Will Smith does. Yeah, there you go. I don't think he. I think I he'd rather keep it though. I think he'd rather keep the twenty million dollars. Yeah. yeah. What would, what would you do if Will Smith offered you $20 million for your uh, Twitter name? I would I would absolutely <laughs> – there would be no cut, cut, – $20, yeah, $20 million. What if, he, what if you were to change it to something really stupid? I'm No problem. <laughs> this is the worst would you rather. Yeah, this is not a difficult one. If it's, if it's $20 million and eating a plate of my own poo and drinking the urine, I'm still there. Yeah, $20 million is a lot of, a lot of cheddar. $20 million tax – before or after taxes though. Um, uh, Tax-free. Yeah, tax-free. No, I would do almost anything. I wouldn't kill someone. No? Or an animal. You wouldn't kill an animal? I wouldn't kill a mammal. A chi- I, you you wouldn't kill a chicken? I'd kill a fish or a bird. Fish, birds are... Um, birds with oh, no, bare birds hands. are mammals. Must okay. be with your bare hands. Yeah, that's fine. A and, what? Hold on, like an ostrich? With your bare hands. Is it like a dangerous animal? You have to kill an, an ostrich, ostrich with your bare hands. Oh, that's hard. Well, but an ostrich could fuck you up. down, or do I just have to walk up and break You got to use your knees or whatever. But, but, I don't think I can kill an ostrich. $28 million. Dollars. I put you in this room with an ostrich. Oh, wait, dude. This room's way too small. And whoever walks out gets $20 million. Yeah, whoever, whoever comes out gets $20 million. So you got a, yeah. an ostrich gets $20 million. Exactly. Do I have a rope? No, it's your bare hands. No, bare, bare knuckled. I don't think as nature intended in this room. I think I think the, the, I think the ostrich would probably win. Yeah, Will. Ostrich is fucking vicious. You got the clothes on your back and your pants. It's also live streamed. So... You have the I option for the public shaming the, if you could take off your clothes. If I can use the belt, wrangle I'm in. the ostrich. I'm going to throw a shoe at him and then put the belt around his neck until he <laughs> throw, throw the shoe at the ostrich. The is the worst idea. No, you want to make him super angry. It's <laughs> not <laughs> do anything to him. Can I ride him like in Swiss Family Robinson? Do you remember that they had a kid ride an ostrich? It's incredibly yeah. cruel to animals. Yeah, ostriches can't can't support human weight. Uh, yeah. I, what's the What's the minimum amount of money that you would sell your uh, Twitter name to Will Smith for? I don't think that's something I want out in the public. 
Given yeah, because you know you're, you're, you you don't want to you want to protect you want to protect your uh, bargaining yeah, I have, position. I have no negotiation. I have no leg to stand. It's not. It's not. No it's not beyond right the realms of possibility that world's people could get in touch with you and say, "Hey, world's decided he wants well, to be on Twitter." Is this something you've discussed about? No, although I mean, obviously, considering I'm, you know, I I do know both Will Smith. Yeah, you're the only person in the world. I have I have had the, I, I actually considered I had, I've had the opportunity when I've been with the other Will yeah. to say to him, "Hey, it's, it's so funny. I actually have another friend called Will Smith, oh and his Twitter God. name is Will Smith, in the hopes that he might say, oh, I actually would like that.'" Twitter name and I could have made you some money, but I've never brought it up. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. But yeah. Will Smith comedy isn't isn't good enough anymore. Will Smith comedy is not the real Will Smith. Oh, There's no official Will Smith. Will Smith really? Yeah, as far as I know, Will Smith has, isn't on Twitter. No, just Facebook. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, dude. At this point, like I said, it's been it's been fun. Twitter is getting popular to the point that it is a pain in the ass rather than something that is nice. Do you have a thing in your Twitter uh, bio that says I'm not the actor? Yeah, Will it, it says, says very clearly not an actor. Yeah, or not the actor. I can't remember which article right. I use. But it doesn't. But people don't look at that, right? They just tweet you. They, they just tweet right at me. Most of them never ever see the account. Yeah, so I think if you were verified, it would actually just make things worse. It would be horrible because people would just naturally assume that you have to be the big one. Well, and I big and, and I'd change my post my uh, icon to be my Wild Wild West cosplay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably so, you know, that probably didn't help. Right, that that might have been a mistake too, uh, or or just like a black suit with a black tie, just the neck. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't think I could kill an ostrich. I think the ostrich would fuck me up. Yeah, ostriches are fucking vicious, dude. Yeah, they can kick you and collapse your chest with one shot. Yeah, and bite you and just be really mean. Peck your eyes out. Yeah, I wouldn't. F- I wouldn't want to fight an ostrich. I'd, I'd fight an ostrich-sized goose. What's the What's the biggest animal that you think you could beat in a fight? Barehanded or with a knife? Barehanded. You got. You got it's got to be fair. The, the The other animal doesn't have beat a knife. Beat or kill? B- uh, kill it's to the death. When I say beat, it's to all, yeah, all, yeah, all it's fights to the- are to the death. It's pretty easy to kill horses, just in general. They're real weak animals. How so would like, you kill a how, how would you kill a horse with you, your bare you hands? Kick their kneecaps in, and then you <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wait it out. I would if I if I was uh, wanted to kill a horse. I would go for the knees. I would dig a hole in its path. Be like, okay, good luck, motherfucker. Here's three holes. Dodge it. Well, in the hope that it would like break its yeah, leg. Yeah, it's going to fall and break its leg, and then it's all over. Yeah, but it's not going to die of bra- a broken leg. Once it's down, it's helpless. Well, then what are you going to do? Get down on the ground and like strangle it? You'd probably pick up a rock and just start just beat it. it on the head. Beat it. This is real thick skulls, though. This yeah. is really a dark conversation. This is very, very dark. A horse is too big. I don't think you can take it on a horse. You couldn't take on a horse. What about a pony? Like let's, a let's, pony? let's start small. Let's start small. Okay. Chicken, no problem. Kitten. Uh, what, uh, what about, 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 about anti killing mammals? What about a goose? A big, I think, a I big angry goose. That's easy. Goose, swan. No problem. Yeah. I've, I've killed chickens angry. before. It's the same thing. Foul or um, easy. This is about ca- it's not about willingness. It's about capability. Um, so, like, anything over, like, 150 pounds. Then it's getting- Once you get up into pig territory, it gets a little scary. Yeah, like a, like a big... Like uh, a big sow is a big hawk would would fuck you, especially yeah. one with the uh, horns. Honestly, this is why I don't. Well, that's a boar, but that's different. This is why I don't. This is why I did. I'm out on the mammals for twenty million dollars because killing pig, uh, killing a pig, a formative experience. What about a llama? Could you beat a llama? Is a llama a mammal? Of course it is. Yeah, I don't want to kill a llama. Okay. It's not about whether you want to. It's whether, it's whether or not you could if you had to. You've been given no choice. You've been thrown into the pit. No, no, no. Here's, here's but a, naked with a llama. Here's a thing. Do I have a loincloth? I'll give you a loincloth. Can I use the string from the no, loincloth? No, no. no. Really you you use shame? your clothes. You get, you get your clothes. Here, here's T-shirt the thing. and jeans. By giving, up, by giving up the ability to use tools or a knife or something like that, I give up the one advantage that humanity has. You have thumbs. Because we're slow. You have thumbs. You, ha- you have intelligence and cunning and wits that <laughs> but animals you, don't unless have. Unless you use that to make tools, you're fucking helpless. Uh, I'm not going to give you any weapons. 
What about like a what about like a, like a sloth? What about one of those the tiniest Swiss Army knife, the one that just has the nope. little tiny blade, no, nail file, no weapons, and the toothpick and the tweezers. No weapons. No. Then then you're limited to birds and fish if you can catch the fish. Because you, just because you don't have the stomach for it. No, it's really hard. Most if you think about it, animals have evolved to protect their necks, which is the one thing you can do to them if you don't have a weapon. I'm not going to be able to like reach in and grab the throat and pull the throat out like it's Mortal Kombat. I know norms take out the knees on the horse sounding like a pretty pretty valid strategy gonna, to me. That means the horse is going to be laying on the ground flailing around and it'll That's take fine. like three weeks to die. That's fine. I win him. No, because then, then you can get down on the ground with it like an MMA fighter. No, that's a terrible Get your arms idea. around no, no, its no. neck. You that's don't right. want to grapple you, you, a horse. No, yeah. Because the horse rolls over on you, it wins. <laughs> even though you both die. No, I think you, but you could, well, kick it in the, you could kick it in the head, right? Until it's yeah. dead. No, horses, their skulls are quarter inch thick. Horses have thick skulls. Yeah, I don't think you could kill a horse barehanded. That's the thing. Most animals, like any kind of animal, like a goat, that's that that they mate. Their mating ritual is slamming each other in the head. I can do nothing to them. My head is fragile, and my fists are. How is it that we're supposed to be the master species, and yet there's very few animals that we can it's apparently tools. kill one on one? It's that it, back in the old of I Gorge when the guy picked up the rock and was like, "Hey, I can bang this against another oh, rock, and it's pointy." Gorge. Boom! That's when we started winning. Yeah. You gotta have tools. All right. Can I have a rock? But this is the thing. I mean, once I start Kirk giving you tools, then you're just basically. I mean, what what do you want next? A fucking crossbow? Cro- crossbow? Yeah. yeah. Crossbow. No. Trebuchet. Fucking three fifty seven Magnum. You got gravity okay. and knowledge of gravity. Is there a cliff? Y- yes. Yeah, so can you can I lure fire. it off the cliff? Can I chase no. it off the cliff? You could. You could chase it. You could scare it. That's a that's a time honored tactic. I bet. I Actually, could... all you re- all you would really need is a length of rope, right? Because once you've got a piece of rope, you can strangle anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to give you a piece of rope and an elephant. All you got to do, luck, you gotta do is phase one, the norm plan, get it, take out the legs, get it down on the ground. Because that's what, I mean, that's what MMA, I mean, all fighting is about that, right? It's about get your opponent down yeah, on the ground the and grapple. Yeah, but 2,000 pounds and they grapple you, when the dude's your own weight, you roll over each other, no big deal. When you're grappling a hippopotamus, that's not going to well, go well Well, obviously a hippo would be a big problem because you're yeah. talking about serious Well, even poundage. a Shetland pony, they weigh like four, 500 pounds. Yeah. You go for the soft spots. The neck. Neck, the the eyes. I, yeah, because the, the thing you want to do is jab the <laughs> eyes out of a steer, have it pissed off, and goring you blindly throughout the ring. That is the terrible idea. The being stuck in the room with the animal is the problem. And that, that really limits your options. Yeah, I don't think we could fit a hippopotamus in yeah. this room. I think an ostrich would be what about What about a bag full of raccoons? <laughs> How does that work? Well, a large, a large bag. Is the bag open like, or closed? Like well, it's, it starts out closed, and that's what makes the raccoons angry. <laughs> right. And then you open up the bag into this. Let's say the space of this room. Yeah. And, and then I have you come would, into the room. And I'll we'll give you. And I'll, get, and I'll give you. Um, can I have boots? You can have. Yeah. So you can no, stomp no, gloves. on them. You, gloves boots and boots. And gloves. That's it. gloves and boots. Okay, but but, you're, but you're naked apart from that. <laughs> Do I have a loincloth? So they can they can go for the the tender areas. Do I have a loincloth? I'll give you a loincloth. No, I'll the give you. Is, you can have a utility kilt. Okay, I'll give you a utility kilt, boots, oh, and gloves, and right. a dozen pissed off raccoons. Yeah, I'm not going to win that fight. All it takes is one lucky well, shot. Well, they're, they're not, not going to kill you. They can't kill you. They scratch you to death. How, That's it. Yeah, they could. They could uh, death by a thousand for, cuts. For moral artery, I'm down in three minutes. No, I think I think you get at least six of them. They could scratch. They fatigue. could scratch you and bite you a lot and cause yeah. you to, to cause you a lot swift of swift kicks with the strong and probably boot. rabies. I think too. you you would just have to stomp. No, no, just, just just stomp him, right? I have yeah. to be honest. When I've been walking the dog and yeah. I see an enormous ass city raccoon, I, it's scary. Oh, it is because they are terrifying. They yeah. are ra- raccoons are scary. Right. 
I mean, they're not as scary as skunks, but they are scary. Much, much no, no, no. Skunks are awful. What they do to you. There's no threat of death from a skunk. Right, I guess so. Unless they have rabies. But is there really but a, a raccoon? There's no, there's no threat of death from a single raccoon, apart from the rabies angle. I don't know, man. They climb up in the trees by my house. I have literally walked out of my kitchen door, looked up in the tree that's four feet to the left. No, there's no, and seen there's no risk there. of death. There's no risk of getting fucking, fucking fucked up. Fucked up. Okay, okay so what's the, what's the maximum amount of raccoons that you feel like you could take on? Oh, take come on. on. Maybe five. Only four? It depends on whether, are they 30-pound raccoons or are they little? But you just said you're terrified of one. Well, yeah, I don't want the dog to get hurt, though. Oh, because you're more, more concerned about yeah. the Life dog. Life or death situation. Yeah. A bag of angry raccoons in a room for this 20, size. For 20 million. I would just run over really fast and close up the bag and then find a bucket of water. No, there's no bag. Well, they, then, they, they're, they're being emptied out of a bag into <laughs> the pit that you're shoot? in. Is this like the Rancor pit? Yeah, kind of, basically. All once. It's all Except once. for the raccoons. It's I'm not, the Rancor and the raccoons are me. Yes. It's not, it's not one at a time. It's all 20 Luke Skywalker all 12, 12 at once. Yeah, all 12 at once. I don't want to be the Rancor, dude. The raccoons can win. The scale is the same. I don't think the raccoons could. No, they probably could kill you, I guess. Yeah, they have sharp claws and brutal teeth. Well, you're not. I you mean, I, make sure what, they they gonna, you're going to bleed to death. But I'm running around with my Johnson out. All they have to do is get one good hit at my, that's the my inside got, thigh. That's and the I'm real dead. worry. You got the boots. Just, if I'm wearing, just, a, yeah, just stomp them with your butt. Kick them. Played soccer where they throw yeah, the balls yeah, at you. I'll give you like steel-toed boots. If I'm, wearing, if I'm wearing dungarees, I think I'm okay. You just have to get some good kicks in. You could stun them. And then stomp on their skulls. And then I do a barrel roll to escape. This isn't a video game, man. It's raccoon versus human, life and death. I want to see this. We should make it. This is going to be the next bum fights. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So you wouldn't be comfortable taking on more than four raccoons. If I had pants, it's a whole different story. See, the thing is, the boots change everything because it's not with your bare hands. You're basically using a tool. What if, what if, what, what, so, I mean, what's the minimum amount of pant cut? Like, could you, what, what if I gave you a Speedo? Uh, Would you be okay had, with that? If I had a pair of, like, if I had a pair of <laughs> leather shorts, <laughs> leather <laughs> shorts and boots, I'm down. Leather shorts? Yeah. Like what? What? What, you mean like black leather, like, like fetish? No, not, not like kind fetish of leather. I mean, like, like something you'd wear. I don't think people really wear leather shorts. Yeah, what shorts. kind of leather shorts do you wear? I'm literally thinking about the soft inner portions of my thighs where animals are trained to go. And right. there's an enormous Are they trained there. to go there? Yeah, animals go for the weak spots. How do they how know do they that's know? your weak spot? Well, why, how do they know to go for your neck? I don't know, but they do. Well, I think... Why ne- do wild dogs go for people's necks? I don't, I don't think that animals know to go for your, for your nuts, though, do they? I don't think they go for the nuts. I think they go for the legs. No. Why? Because it's what they can reach. I, I you think guess. about a three foot raccoon. The highest point it can reach is right where my. How, how high up can a raccoon jump? I've never. I, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Why would I know how high a this, raccoon? This can is jump? a case where the tree would be your ally. Well, no, because raccoons can climb a tree. Oh, right. Dude, literally, it was terrifying when I went outside to chuck some stuff in the recycling bin, and there I look out the spot, the floodlights on, and there's like four sets of raccoon eyes, and they're. Like, it is terrifying. Noise up there. And they're above me. They could jump down on me. My head is vulnerable. Yes. Now, what, uh, what if what if there were, like, climbing uh, uh, areas and perches in the um, in the fighting pit if so the get, raccoons could climb climbing, up and get, like, aerial superiority on you? If they get climbing areas, I want a cricket bat. Okay. Hmm. This is getting more interesting. Yeah, and a hat. A hat as well? Like, what hat. kind of hat? hat. Like a hard hat? No, like a, like a fedora. No, no, you don't get the hat. No hat? Even the cricket bats kind of. I like. I, I'll give you some. St- I, here's the here's the final. No, I, I take no leather gloves and the cricket bat. I'll give you. I'll give you some like gardening gloves, right? Cloth. You can have really good steel-toed boots, okay, and a speedo, and you got to fight six angry 
raccoons. Six. Oh, I can do that with a cricket bat. Six, no problem. Well, no, hold on, I didn't say anything about a cricket bat. Well, I will give you a. Well, this is for twenty million dollars. For twenty million. Why is American Idol still on, but this show is not? Because you know, maybe we should, maybe we should, maybe we should take this to Spike, <laughs> right? Or G four. Fucking, get I think they would put this you're, on. You're English, you know Simon Cowell, right? I think they would. Yeah, of course, because yeah. I, I know the Queen and yeah, the Beatles. Make and, that yeah. happen. We all know each other. Yeah. I would watch that show. I, I would watch that on pay per view. I would pay real money for no that. No sets required. A room this. I size. tell you what would be. It'll be an octagon. I tell you, it would be like it'd be like a UFC octagon. So that's the pit, but the but the raccoons could scale the wire perimeter. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to get here's <laughs> this is <laughs> running on the edge like of the scuttling, yeah, exactly. climbing the edge of the yeah. thing. They're just circling Jumping around, out. waiting for like, their movement. They had like the squirrel suits on, or like. Yeah. Well, because yeah, it makes it more of a 360-degree combat arena, right? Because you're not just looking down at the ground. Now you've got to look above you as well. Right. Swivel. Because you don't know where swivel. they've all gone, yeah. This is... This is um, and once, they, and once they get, like, on your face and start clawing at your eyes, which they could One do if they're jumping the neck, down, done. that's, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I think that would make or all the difference. Or you kill the, the rest, you finish them off, all right, and then make it out to the mech. So the I'll, give you, so right I'll, give you a, I'll give you a cricket bat. In the octagon. If we're doing the octagon where they could scale the wire but perimeter. But it's damaged. No, fuck that. It's not. No, damaged. it's fine. It's, it has it's a couple a cricket of nails bat. through it. Make it interesting. No, I'll just give you a regular cricket bat. Yeah, I, I would take a. a I'd bow take ten in the octagon with a cricket bat. bat. Fuck that. I you actually, would, I actually think you'd lose totally and you'd lose badly bow. with a bow. Like no, I'm saying once you start attacking the raccoons and they realize that they've got to defend themselves, racco- I think you get they would fucking destroy you. Yeah, I think it wouldn't. be They would idea. team up. They'd get on you. They'd bring you down. They'd be feasting on your eyeballs and <laughs> tearing up, t- tearing off your speedo. And <laughs> twenty million dollars though, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's, That's it, never you'd, you'd, you'd be heavily incentivized. Yeah, the thing is, I think you'd have to just be real quick, in and out like a fucking faster than a raccoon. <laughs> but you're not. But you're nowhere near as fast as a raccoon. No. That's be. the problem. What if are they fat city raccoons or are they hungry? Well, you know, they say when you're faced with these kind of extreme situations, right? You don't know what you're really yeah. capable of. So I mean, maybe you could be. Maybe There's you only become one way like to find out like an extreme fighting machine. I'll tell you what. You could get a sack of raccoons and a cricket bat. We have a little tiny death room. Let's make this happen next. Well, you week. need something for the live show, right? Peter's going to be really the big pissed. live live show. Peter's yeah, I got to imagine pissed. Peter would love this. No, I think cruelty to raccoons probably is against the law in the United States. Also. No, I think raccoons are the one the one animal yeah. that Peter are like. Yeah, you fuck them. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I think you uh, I think there's rules against what you can do to animals legally. Well, uh, yes, I believe there are rules. Right. <laughs> yes. I think I think a I death, think, I think a de- man versus raccoon death match again probably is against the rules. But we've but we've made every is, effort to make yeah. the fight, fight as fair as possible and as entertaining as possible. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, raccoons are, the, the raccoons aren't sentient. They don't know what's going on. They of course, they're sentient. They didn't consent to fighting in the death. Room raccoons are self-aware. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Dolphins are self-aware. Could you kill a dolphin with your bare hands? No, I don't think I could kill a dolphin with my bare hands. It, they're mammals. There's no place to grab. It's true. It's very slippery. The hole. Do you have any idea how hard it would be to choke a dolphin? For, to, first, they can hold their breath for about a half hour. Yeah, because you'd be Second. fighting. You'd be fighting in water. So there's a lot of effort just right. staying staying afloat. On the other hand, all I'd need is a cork. <laughs> Boom. Walk away. Yeah, you say that though, but getting in there would probably be more be difficult than you think. Cool. Yeah, it would be horrible. That's a horrible thought. Why would you want to kill a dolphin? I mean, I'm down with killing raccoons. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the dolphin conversation. But raccoons are just awful. Right. I've got no sympathy for raccoons. I, again, I don't think it's about wanting to. You think could you? Could in, you? In, in a in a water situation, the dolphin is has a massive advantage. I don't think I can. I don't. Well, think there's, any, yeah, there's no dolphins, question. Dolphins, the, the dolphins when they yeah. team up, they're smart. I think the thing is, even if it's just one dolphin, I think you have to have tools in order to beat the dolphin. I.e., a cork, maybe some super glue. 
Would you do that? Okay, what about this? What if they set up like that test of manhood that they had on Arborea in the Flash Gordon movie? where you had to put your hand down inside the tree trunk and there was the deadly creature that was in there that might sting you. Oh, and you had to be chill about it? Yeah, you had to go, but they've got, there's like scorpions and shit down. There's like the real world equivalent of that. And then and down in the bottom there, there's a key that opens a box that's got $20 million inside. I'd rather do, I'd rather do the pain box from Dune. What's the pain box? You know, the thing, the, the pain is the life bringer, the thing they do for the witches. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's in the very beginning of the movie. Kyle McLaughlin goes in and they're like, we're going to give him the test. No man has ever passed the test. And then he puts his hand in the box and it's just like he sees pictures of the flesh being flayed from his hand. Ooh. But he, the thing is he knows nothing's happening to it. It's just they're uh, just fucking with him. Okay. So he has to control himself. And the implication is that men can't do that but women are totally down with it. All right. Um, I would, you wouldn't do the scorpions though. I scorpion trunk. random chance on the scorpion thing. Yeah. Well, that's the chance you take. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Would you do the scorpion thing? No. Yeah. It's not worth it. It seems like there's a pretty good chance you get stung. If I get stung, I die, right? Uh, you know, maybe you just lose a hand. Is it yeah, left I'd... hand or right hand? Um, Would you well, rather the... suck out the poison from like a, a, a snake bite uh-huh. or cut off your limb right there? Well, don't you just start with the sucking out the poison? I'm sure, I'd rather, sure, yeah, I'm sure I'd rather suck but, out the but poison. But then you could yeah. lose like losing your, your jaw. Do you? I don't know. I don't know no, how that stuff how works. works. You just spit it out. John Wayne did it all the time. Mm. You, this, is, this is what's wrong. His generation didn't watch Western, so he doesn't know how this works. Yeah, but I don't That's necessarily true, right? think that what you see in a John Wayne Western is is really grounded in reality. True. No, those na- you su- sucking the venom out never works. Right, because the venom gets injected into the tissue. Apparently, right? uh, urinating on a jellyfish sting doesn't that work. That does either. not work. This is a. I, I heard know, that that doesn't. Oh, you don't work. know Jack. It was one of the, the yeah. answers on you don't right. know Jack. It actually doesn't gel- work. Peeing wow. on the jellyfish or something. Or the uh, and so friends lied to us. Yep. They did. Well, you know, but, I, 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 you know, they got some good comedy out of it, so it was all okay. So it's like our show. And the thing is, well, it's not that they lied. They, they never necessarily said that it worked, so they just they thought that it did, so they did it, and that's the joke. But I, I don't worked, think they though. necessarily backed it up that it actually did work. Hmm. hmm. But, yeah, I don't like the idea of jellyfish yeah. stinging you. Sting is painful. Would you rather suffer that, the pain or the chance that someone would – let someone pee on you? Uh, we know where you would stand. You'd have them poop on you instead. No, I'd, I'd stand the pain. Have you been stung by a jellyfish? No, I have not. Pretty painful. I, I can imagine. I stepped on one once when I was a kid. Ooh. You stepped on a nail too when you were a kid. I did run the nail through my foot when That's I was horrible. a child. Yeah, that didn't hurt that bad actually. The jellyfish was much worse than running the nail through your foot. Do you have any uh, particular phobias like spiders or rats or anything like that? Not really. Nothing, nothing that really bothers you. I'm not a, not a huge fan of snakes, but it, like I handle them. It doesn't. I don't like me. big jumbo sized insects. Yeah, and big oh, furry spiders. No, no, no. Well, no, like the, the like the legs, crazy the ones that legs. were like in the Temple of Doom. You know, like the really oh, big ass bugs. They have yeah. those pictures on Reddit. With the, oh yeah, the I can't really look at those. giant spiders. Uh, yeah, like, I can't look like at the those. bird eating spiders. The ones that they the ones yeah. that you always get in Australia. Oh. Like someone will post a picture going, oh look, look at what I found. It's always like from Perth or Queensland. Here's what I found in my shower this morning. It's a fucking spider the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. That's fucked up. No thanks. My grandparents got a set of bananas one time that had a tarantula. Oh in yeah, it yeah. Because they come like, over on the boat. Yeah, they come over on the boat, and it was so fucking big it wouldn't flush. Like it, it they oh, it, and its arms were out over the hole. It was like <laughs> it's fuck refusing you, I'm not to going go down. <laughs> so they had to broom handle it down. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Why don't yeah. I release it into the wild? The fight's non-native. You don't want any bird-eating Ten years from now, they're going to turn into Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs> Nature has gone insane. It came from outer space. Life finds space. a way. But then, you know, there's that what happened with uh, alligator. They flushed the baby alligator uh, down I the toilet. That's true. 
I think that's a snow. Well, no, it was a made. It was a movie, but that's what happened in the movie. So you know, they live in the sewers. So would you yeah. rather? Would you rather live in Perth, where you have the chance of seeing all these kind of horrible monsters all the time in your shower, or uh, see one one have to handle one big furry spider a year or for the rest of your have life? To handle or let it crawl. You, you have to like pick it up and throw it out. I'd oh, rather take. I, I'd rather take the risk. I don't want. I don't want the guaranteed spider quota. Really, you'd rather take the. I have the guaranteed spider quota because I get used to it after. Yeah, you know years. it's coming. I don't want the unexpected. Wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my god! Giant spider crawling on my head. Yeah, no thanks. I'd rather. I think Norm's right on this one. I yeah, think you're wrong. Guaranteed clean living for a year, and then the one day. Well, I mean, normal spiders spider. might happen to come. Pick. You don't have to pick it up. You could just let it walk onto your arm and then yeah, yeah. Kind of brush it off. Yeah, could you do – what about the sort of thing like spend the night in like a creepy carnival fun house or something? Does that kind of thing bother you? Could you no, do that? No, you're yourself. okay with that? I've by slept in haunted houses. I've camped, I, camped in haunted houses before. If you let your imagination okay. run wild, that's – then. Yeah, I could do it in a group, not by myself. Yeah, by myself. Especially like if it was a group told you to do it and you knew they were going to fuck with you. Oh yeah, like they're like deliberately going to try to scare you, make noises that they're and stuff. Try to scare you. Yeah, that's your that's imagination will still do the rest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's been a good show, guys. We'll be back next Some week. Good, good outtakes this Another week. Another episode of This Is Only a Test every Thursday afternoon. Till then, I'm Will. I'm Norm. Oh wait, we don't. We do don't that do here. that. Who does what? that? Wait, well, that was something what? new. I don't know it's, it was kind of good though. I liked it. You're Gary. You every that? time I hear I'm, I'm Will, I know that's I, the, the gut reflex is I'm Norm. I can just I can make watch. Hey, I'm Will. I'm Norm from Tested. Yeah, see, every time. I just do it. Sometimes we're sitting at a bar having lunch or something. I'm really like, hey, I'm Will. I'm Norm. You two really are a double act. <laughs> yeah. See you guys next week. Bye.